Chris? How do you say? How do you say? Robin's not here just yet, but that's all right. Well, I was playing some music while we wait. But oh. I don't need to put it anymore now that there's another well, person. You might do because I've got to go and get a drink sorted out. Go ahead. I can I'll listen to music. Classic. Oh, jam. yeah. Just a little jam for a Sunday afternoon. I know Sound. it's Sunday evening over there. Yeah, it sounds pretty good at the evening, evening, man. I don't think it matters. I'm glad you like it. I'm just trying to remember what the hell this demo I played was called. Yeah, hey. I'm broadcasting. Let's do that. Uh, are you going to do any YouTube stuff or not? Yes. You are, right, okay. Right, let's put this in then in that case. Yeah. Yeah. What's up, listeners? We'll be starting soon. Thank you for... It really adds to the song. Do you like that? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. What the hell is going on with... YouTube have changed the sure thing. What? You can't just choose, like, a time to set it to now. It just comes up with all this weird stuff. When you click on share... No, now it comes up embed Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Blogger, Reddit, and then just a link for the video. Well, I don't know about that, but I see it says share, and then there's a bunch of different icons, and then there's the YouTube.be slash whatever, whatever, and there's yeah, yeah. start at such and such a time. No, I, I ain't got that. I ain't got that. I simply ain't got that. Huh. I wonder why it would be different there. Don't know. Huh. Right, I put him in anyway. You might have to just fast forward a little bit. But that doesn't okay, really matter. Yeah, I will fast forward a little bit. That doesn't matter. Right, I'm going to go and get a drink. Robin's online and I'll bring him in when I come back. In fact, I can do that now, can't I? Let's do that now. Why not? Why not? And then you can chat to him while I go and get a drink. How does that sound? Sounds great. Now, PQR, that's right. I can do the alphabet too. Who knew? Let's add him in. Adding him in. I'm adding him in. in, in, in. Well, I'm hoping, I'm trying to add him in. He's in. Hello. Hello. Right. Ah. I'm just going to get a drink. I'll be back in two ticks and we'll start this motherfucking show. Okay. Rob, you are live on the internet. Don't say anything you might regret later. Oh, shit. Oh, oh shit. shit. So, how you doing? You all right? Uh, yeah, although over the last half an hour, there's been like a pretty much biblical storm going on. Uh-oh. I've got like... A and flash- safe? Uh, yeah, I've got this like loads of like lightning going off like strobe light outside. That's crazy. But- Despite it being really warm today, we've had hail and just shit tons of water coming down. We found out one of our windows apparently leaks. Oh, no. I just realized that I forgot to set the name of the game that we're playing on Twitch when I set the name of the broadcast to Veteran Gamers Podcast Episode 438. It says we're playing The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt. People are going to come into our stream and be like, this is bullshit. They're not playing The Witcher 3. 
I hate the veteran gamers now. Instead of saying, this is bullshit, they're playing Witcher 3. <laughs> hey -oh. Zing! Yeah. <laughs> right, turn the volume down. <laughs> <laughs> nah, -uh, turn it up! Uh, where did where did Stu go? He went to get a drink. Uh, you know Stoopy's uh, always getting drinks. Well, he certainly did last week, from what I understand. Yeah. Oh no! Now I've got to try and remember my looking for Twitch. Go. Two seconds. Why? Oh, I gotta see what what's going on live. Yeah, you do. I, I have no idea what it is. <laughs> oh no! So, how's everything been going for you? It's not bad. We only have two weeks of school left, and tomorrow is Memorial Day, so I don't have to grade any papers today. You're all uh, PC now, aren't you, and gaming-wise? Well, in gaming-wise, yeah, but I am broadcasting from my Mac Mini. Mm. Did you not know that Duke has always been very politically correct? Ah, PC! Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Right, are we ready to do this motherfucking show? I am ready to do this. Let's get this shit on the road then, in that case. All right. Um, what is happening? Why is he, where's he gone? Is he gone? What's happened to him? Rob, are you still here? I'm still here. Okay, in that case, it's going to take me a little longer to get to sound clips, I think, today than it usually does, but that's because I'm doing three things instead of just two. There you go. Let's start the motherfucking show, bitch! Who cares? Yeah, boy. All the kids in Springfield are SOB. Switch that console off before you have to press repeat, yo. We'll do it live. Okay. No, we'll no. do it live. Do it live. I can. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Fucking thing sucks. Hello and welcome to episode 438 of the Veteran Gamers Podcast. Yeah, 4.38, and the, so far the stream is going great. We don't need Chinny. I'm Duke. I'm Stu. And I'm Chinny. There you go. Oh. Woohoo. That's not Chinny. I know what Chinny sounds like. Chinny sounds like this. I'm not going to get interrupted by stupid sound effects. Say that exact line. I'm not going to get interrupted by stupid sound effects. There you go. <laughs> That's perfect. Good. I believe that is Chinny. I think it is Chinny. Chinny's here. He's such a liar. Here, Chinny. I thought you had to go somewhere. Yeah. What does he like? Uh, so anyway, how are you guys? I'm good. We should tell people who are listening that's not actually Chinny. It's yeah, actually it Rob. Isn't. It is. Evening, guys. 
What's Rob, up, Rob from the boss, 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 wave, 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 wave. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not doing too bad. How are you guys? Yeah. I'm so, doing great because it's a Sunday and I don't have to grade any papers today because we have Memorial Day tomorrow. What, what? Yeah, there you go. Well, I had a day off today, but then worked for 12 hours. Oh, my God. See, you and my wife, man. What the hell is wrong with you? Because y'all? we've been continuing to dick the garden. But, yeah, can I, can I ask you both? Have you seen the film The Money Pit? Yes, it's yeah. funny you should say that. I mentioned The Money Pit when I was getting my first house inspected that we thought we might buy. And at I the meant- end of the inspection, the guy goes, hey, you remember that movie you mentioned at the beginning of this? And I was like, oh, my God. So yeah, we well, our garden renovation is turning into that film. Because, right, and I'll tell you for why, right, because it started off, I got 220 metres of decking, okay? Dicking. Dicking. Which cost, right, with all the wood and the post mix and all that bollocks, it was about 780 quid or something like that, about just under a thousand pounds, 780 quid. And since then, to complete all the decking that we've actually done and the framework and all that bollocks is another sort of £800 on top of that. So it's, wow. it's, it, we're up to about £1,500 currently, which is just under $2,000. Wipes his ass with $600. So, uh, uh, so yeah, we've done that and uh, we did something very, very stupid whilst doing the dicking. Oh, yeah, what's that? Right, because, right, uh, yeah, because we built this huge frame, right, huge frame, put it in place, was ready to stick it on the post, then suddenly realised that we'd forgotten to put the weed membrane underneath it. Oh, jeez, you got to put the weed membrane on it. What the fuck's the weed I, membrane? That's to stop your weeds coming up, so it's like a really thick, fibrous material that goes on top of the oh. soil, so you don't get any weeds or grass or any shit growing underneath your dicking. So I was like, shit, we haven't done that. So what we had to do was push up this four by four meter frame up against the shed. And it was like four meters in the air at that point. Dude. I know. And it was very, very heavy, as you can imagine, because it had lots of cross beams in it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So we had to, oh, that was a bit stupid. It was a bit stupid. Yeah, but you don't want weeds growing on your dick. <laughs> you definitely don't want weeds growing on your dick. Uh, yeah, so we did, so we pushed that up against the, the shed. Then we had to lower it, obviously, back down. And that was a bit hurry because if it just went sideways, it could have all come apart. Oh, my God. And it was very heavy. And it could have fallen on us and killed us or anything. Luckily, it didn't. So that's all good. So we did that. And then today, we finished all the framework apart from the lower deck. So we've still got that to do. And we've been dicking all day. Dicking around. That's what we've been doing. Uh and we're about sort of just over halfway across in four hours of just doing the decking part. You know, we built all the framework this morning and finished all that off. So, yeah, it's yeah. it's been a hell of a sort of operation, really. It's huge. I mean, I am knackered. My back's aching. My legs are aching. My knees are hurting. I'm not as young as I used to be. You know, I'm an old, I'm an old bastard now. So this has been three weeks. No, two weeks. Two weeks. Last weekend. So Saturday, Sunday last week, and all day Sunday today. Okay, so that's that's two weeks. And how how much of it are you done? You say you're halfway done now? No, we're probably over that because obviously a lot of the time was taken up building all the frame. So the framework took a long time to build. So uh, you're gonna be done in a month. No, no, we should be done. We're we're at it again. We're at the, the we're on the dick 
on the dick again on Wednesday afternoon and Thursday afternoon this week. So by then, we shouldn't be too far off. So it, it, I think we'll be just have the lower deck to finish off. So that shouldn't be too far away then. Um, and then I've got my outdoor cinema, of course. So that's uh, that's going out there. Yes. So, yeah, we've got an outdoor cinema. We've got a screen, got a projector, got all that kind of stuff. Going to have that in the garden, get a few beers, watch a movie at night. It's going to be amazing. What's, so that's... what's the first movie you're going to watch out there? I think The Matrix. I think The Matrix. Ooh, that's a good choice. That's a great movie. Yeah. Yeah, I think The Matrix. I've got to say, this guy's decking is a lot fancier than mine. He's got some weird fucking metal things going on. I didn't have none of that shit. Yeah, I mean, it's like wood. For building a deck, and I was like, whatever. Yeah, it's wooden posts that you just literally put into a load of concrete and then just attach the framework to it. So, yeah. Favorite time. It's story, yeah. story, story, story time. So that's Dick's story over. So over to you, Duke. Any stories? Yes, I do have a story, but first I need to get rid of that YouTube video because I was like, dude, what the heck? And I have to change this. Uh, story. Whoops, no, not all caps. Story. Ah! Story <laughs> Look, don't describe time. what you're doing story as you're doing time. it. That helps. There we go. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I'm awesome. Uh, it's just like you didn't know Chinny wasn't here. I know, yeah. Oh, yeah. So here, this is a fun story. Um, every semester in my creative writing classes and in my literature class this semester, we do a compendium where the students each submit a page of writing and we publish it in order for them to have a little something for them to remember the class by in like five or ten years, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Every time we do one of these compendiums, we I ask the students, hey, somebody should make us a um, cover. And over the years, we've gotten some amazing covers. Students have really come up with some creative stuff. And even people who don't have a lot of, you know, drawing ability, they still will put together clip art or, you know, they'll use some wacky fonts and make an interesting cover. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. And when they do, it lets me know that they, you know, they appreciate the class. They're willing to go a little bit above and beyond in order to, you know, commemorate our time together. Right. I mean, at, at Millie School, shall I tell you what they got at Millie School? Sure, real quick. They I'm got, in the middle of the yeah, it's only quick. It's only very quick. They got a hoodie with the number, like they could choose their own number on the back and then everybody's name from that year was within the yeah. number. I can't afford that shit. So anyway. Yeah. Uh, no, they the, had to pay for it. The, Right. None of my students would ever do that. So anyway, the compendiums are a way for us to, you know, remember the class and, you know, whatever. I appreciate the students who go a little above and beyond to make a cover because it shows that they care about the class. And when a, when a class has some, you know, when, a, when, a, when I have a class that doesn't have anyone who makes a cover, it kind of makes me feel like, you know, maybe y'all don't really care about this class. Maybe you don't find it valuable. Maybe you don't think it's important. Whatever. So the compendiums were due on Friday or Thursday of last week. Yeah. And in second hour, nobody made a cover. Wow. First class of the day. And that's, that was frustrating. And then in third hour, nobody made a cover. And then in fifth hour, nobody made a cover. And then in seventh hour, nobody made a cover. And in ninth hour, nobody made a cover. And in tenth hour, nobody made a cover. Wow. Mom, that is... Classes, 150 students, not one person said, I'm going to make a cover for this compendium. And I wow. was just... What is wrong would with they, Would they know to do that, though? Would they sort of think about doing it without being prompted? or? Yes, I told them we need uh... something to cover. I showed them examples from the past five years of all the different covers we've had. I Maybe... passed the compendiums around the room and said, take a look, get inspired. Maybe Nothing. they're just not very creative. 
You, the, the, well, you know what? I don't <laughs> Do you know what you sounded like then? You sounded like uh, off the Stu yeah. cartoon. Yeah, no, just, not off me. No, Porky Pig. That's all, folks. I just, I, I don't know what to think. I don't know what to say to the students because I'm just like so sad. You bunch of losers. Well, it's a bunch of something. That's what you should say. You're a bunch of losering idiots. Yeah. Yeah, I feel your pain, man. That's that's no good, is it? Because it's, you feel a bit unappreciated. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, I'm not taking it personally because, you know, whatever. I know there are students who have done good things and go above and beyond in other ways. But it's just, it makes me feel like they don't give a crap. So, yeah. whatever. Anyway, we're well, here to talk about that. Yeah, we're can I just say as well, you. Millie has officially left school now. That is it. She's all done, huh? Well, not all done, but she just has to go in for exams. So, oh, she, she's well, revising... She's close. She's very close. Yeah, 15th of June is the last day, but all she has to go in for now is exams. So she's just cramming and revising, going in for an exam, coming home, cramming and revising, going in for another exam. So is that GCSEs? Yeah, yeah. But tougher than we were at school there, Rob, because for every subject now, there's two, two, three exams for every subject now. I think that was probably about what I had. Yeah, maybe I'm old. Well, I'm a lot older than you. (laughs) I'm a lot older than you, Rob, so, you know. Welcome to everybody in the chat, by the way. We got nine people in the Twitch stream, and I can't, I'm not keeping track of all the other places people might be commenting. Yeah, I'll, get, I'll give you a list. I'll tell you who's in. There's Tuscan, Baron Von Gloa, uh, Common Darut. Uh, Ian W 2014, Soul Brother 1, and yet another podcast. And then there's us lot in there. So, you know, we're making up but, numbers. Yeah, but is that's just on Twitch, right? Cause that's just on Chinny, Twitch. Chinny has that thing where he has the comments from everywhere else, too. And I'm not, I don't have that shit. I don't know who's commenting on Facebook or Beam or whatever. Yeah, so, bollocks to that shit. Who gives, up, shit? Who gives well, a shit? We don't care about you if you're listening in some <laughs> other way. Shut yeah. up out there, chickens. Yeah, shut up. Uh, yes, as you are the guest this week, Rob, I guess you should go first in the round robin type. Round robin, did you see that? Did you see it's round robin? I am getting a bit round. I've had a bit too many dinners. Yeah, that um, happens, man. It happens. You're getting older. Yeah. Damn right. Um, well, I suppose the first thing I've been playing is the same, uh, thing that I think you've been playing as well, Stu. Uh, God of War. Uh, yes, I've not played much of that this week, if I'm being honest, because Forgotten Hands been a little bit less uh, onerous when I've got very little time to play, so I've been focusing on that, really. Uh, well, I've finished it. Yeah, I knew you would have done. But we'll <laughs> talk about that. You can tell me what you think when I'm sort of talking about it. You can have a talk about that as well. That's okay. Uh, so do you want me to talk about it now? Or no, no, you can things? go God of War. Go God of War, man. Um, no spoilers, no spoilers. <laughs> no, no spoilers. Um, although the, the show we posted today, I think Pilch might have been a little bit spoilery. But yeah, I won. Um, I thought personally, I thought it was great. Really? Have you um, finished God of War then? Yep. Yeah. Jeez. I thought you meant you'd finished Forgotten Anne. Oh no, no, I've, I haven't played Forgotten Anne actually. Oh. I, 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 I do intend to get it, but not got around to it yet. Yeah. No um, probably wait for it to drop in price a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So can I ask you, as you finish the game, what is your review noise for God of War? Hmm. Is that it? It doesn't take pretty much. It's a bit short. That that doesn't feel like a full game. Was it only half a game you played? No, I I, I 100%ed it. Did everything. 
Yeah. See, Rob's just not one of those fancy people. He just keeps it short and yeah, sweet. Yeah, short and sweet, Rob. Yeah. Well, well what's surprised you about the game, Rob? Is there anything that surprised you? Um, not necessarily. I mean, it's not necessarily doing anything overly unique from other games. Just pretty much everything it does, it does very well. Yeah. Yeah, it is very slick, isn't it? You know, graphically, oh, animation, yeah. voice acting, dialogue. You know, there's there's very few weak points from you know from what I've played so far. Yeah, I mean, I could possibly understand maybe people. Well, I I I mean, I, is it, I mean have you got any criticisms? Is there any criticisms that you've got? Um, certain certain parts of it feel I think a little less epic than I expected it to. Right. Um, I suppose just compared to some of the older games. I mean, there's, there's there's definitely parts that get that do match up to that, but possibly not as consistently as the older games did. Yeah, I must admit the one thing I've thought is the boss fights are a lot more spaced out than the older games. You seem to have like a decent boss fight, in not in quick succession, but sort of fairly regularly. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's not as many. I suppose in general, it's not quite as action heavy. I mean, there's still a lot of action in there, but. There's, I think, a lot more sort of puzzle-oriented stuff. Oh, definitely, and it's it's, it's not. It wasn't in the originals. Yeah, and it it doesn't suffer because of that, does it? Really, it's still oh, no. it's still great, and it adds another element that we didn't really have. We, I mean, we had some minor stuff in the old games, but nothing like in this. Yeah, I mean, it it keeps it sort of nicely varied. Yeah. All the way through. I mean, even like we were talking about the chess, even just figuring out how to get a lot of those is like a puzzle in itself. Yeah, I do remember. Like, when Pilcher was talking about it, he was talking about how like tricky he found some of them. And to be honest, I didn't really, but uh, there's no, a couple that can be a little yeah. bit awkward. I didn't find them tricky, but sometimes they're quite well hidden. So it's sort of figuring out where they are, you know what I mean? Or, you know, just, just really searching every nook and cranny. There was one sort of early on in the game where you had to throw your axe, throw your axe into somewhere, then go to another position and retrieve it to get to it. And I thought that was kind of a, an interesting one. That took me quite a while to work my head around. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's kind of handy that you, if you find a chest, you know all of the things are very quite uh, probably very close around it. So yeah. you're not going to have to go off too far. So it, it doesn't take too much searching to get to get everything. Yeah, but like I say, yeah, there's, it's some of the, it's just remembering that mechanic that you throw your axe and then retrieve it, and where you stand to retrieve it dictates where it breaks those vines. You know, the vines that grow back unless you break them all at once. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I think there's there's one puzzle in particular with uh, that mechanic that I, I know has caused a few people issues. Yeah, so there were a few of those where I had to uh, just try and like really think. There was one where they were underneath a load of bridges. And to, to sort of do it, you had to get it in the exact right place first initially, then you had to stand in the exact right place to retrieve it to get it to hit them all in one go. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of cool. It can get very tough at times as well. <laughs> yeah, battle-wise. Some of the side quests and, and some of the side missions that you can do. Uh, there's one, one in particular that I actually had to drop it down to easy. Really, um, so Rob? Was, oh, you don't la- your platinum then, yeah, man. Yeah, you don't deserve it, man. It was the last thing I did, uh, because I figured if I couldn't do, if I couldn't do it in normal, I would, I would just, I would just either wouldn't bother. But yeah, I. Interesting. So and is that is that? Be- sorry, go on. That, Rob, you usually one hundred percent your games. Um, not usually, to be honest. Uh, I don't tend, I don't really care about trophies that much. 
Um, I'll, I'll sort of only do it if it if I think that it's not going to take too much to do, yeah. or if it, if it, if it usually it's for games where planning them it more or less means doing everything. Right. Um, it's it's not like like anything that's got like a multiplayer element or you got to play the multiplayer an absolute load to get it. I'm yeah, yeah. very un- I won't. And things like things like I, I did Platinum Skyrim, but I didn't for Fallout Three because Fallout Three expected you to play it multiple times, which I wasn't oh, going to do. I don't remember that. Yeah, because yeah, because you had to do all the different factions, didn't you? To well, you had to do you basically play it all in like um, negative karma and positive karma. Yeah. Right, neutral karma wasn't there an achievement? Yeah, there was a neutral as one as well, and I, and and so in theory it might have been possible to every yeah. time you get to a certain level then go through it and do it each one, but I wasn't going to do that. Who could be asked? I mean, they're, yeah. they're, to me, they're just really shitty achievements, trophies, whatever you want to call them, because yeah, we get that you want us to play your game, but let's let's make it so you can get them all in one sitting or one session. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I I, I sort of I like them when when it's it basically it, it sh- it's more or less showing you the way to complete the game, um, so so you know you've got your money's worth because you've done everything, which is sort of how I used it for Skyrim actually. But um, yeah, a, a lot of them where it feels like it's making you jump through hoops. Yeah, I'm, I'm just not interested. It's like you know in a lot of the Assassin's Creed games, you know where you have to collect all these stupid feathers or whatever it may be, and it's just like I can't be asked. They do have one thing that well certainly. One or two that are a bit like that in God of War, but they're not too bad. But I'm not bothered, so it, it, that really does make no issue or difference to me because I I really don't care about trophies. So no, I, mean, I never no look at them. Again. No, I don't care. I used to. I must admit, when I was Xbox more orientated, I used to look more at achievements then. At trophies, I very rarely even update them. Do you know what the I mean? Only, yeah, the only one I ever really properly tried to get was Demon Souls. Yeah, but that's kind that's, of kind of a an achievement, isn't it? Just doing it. It took yeah. ages. Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine that was just totally crazy. So uh, compared to other games you've gotten a hundred percent on, Rob, how how was this one in terms of tediousness and difficulty? Oh well, no, it wasn't too bad actually. Um, there was only a couple of um, areas that I sort of had to keep replaying. But uh, to be honest, that wasn't necessarily to get the trophy it was more usually to get like the gear that it comes out of it or yeah. uh, things like that um, can i just ask you know the, the really difficult side mission that you struggled with was that a boss fight issue or was it something else kind of yeah yeah i don't want to go in too much no no though. that's fine i just thought i'd ask the question although yeah. i don't know if you want to glance at the spider because it was kind of revealed in last week's show well ours are yep. yours in the it quiz was. about the uh, royalty uh right well we wouldn't have known so that might we do now want to give spoilers <laughs> yeah it's too late now but anyway that's fine yeah cool well yeah anyway, it's very yeah. good uh, anything else to say yeah not really it's kind of difficult to talk about without spoiling, spoiling it. Really. i assume yeah. y'all are a... spoiler cast after everybody's done yeah we are chini's already spoken to me about that but it's just time for me finding the time to get get through it, you know, because obviously oh, oh, weird and shit small games. I know that's the trouble because at the moment, because of the garden thing, when I have got some spare time, I haven't got a lot of it, so I need to play something that's shortish. You know what I mean? So I don't really want to play any more God of War till I've got time. Yeah, I hear you. I'd be totally yeah. up for a spoiler cast on that. Yeah, no, we're definitely going to do one. So, but Chini's like, get on with it. I'm like, I'm, I'm trying. 
you know, I can. I, mean, I, I did really like, especially all the sort of Norse mythology stuff in there as well. Uh, yeah, very, very cool. For that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, I said to Chini, I listened to the Neil Gaiman uh, thing on Norse mythology. It was brilliant. Yeah, I've I've got the book, but because I'm a big fan of Neil Gaiman, but I've not actually it's got around really, to reading it. Really, really. I have good. read read a lot of the other stuff he's done on uh, Norse mythology. I mean, like American Gods and Sandman featured quite a lot of them as well. Yeah, no, it's yeah. very, very good. Very enlightening as well. I found it really good. Uh, but I'm just... Read... Sorry, one. Rob, did you ever read Good Omens? Oh, yeah. I love Good Omens. That was, that was the thing that got me into what, um, reading Neil Gaiman because nice. I basically I read loads of Terry Pratchett stuff and I basically read everything he'd done. Um, so I needed another author and I'd read Good Omens like that, so... Basically went out and bought everything Neil Gaiman had done as well. All right. Yeah, he's a good writer. Very good. Very good. Very good. Uh, right. I guess over to you, Duke. Yeah. So the Rocket League season is uh, over soon. It's actually ending in one day. So that's exciting because we're all going to get our rewards soon. Yay. Um, there's really not much to say about it, though. And uh, Skyrim, I've been playing a little more of that. And Shadow of War. I thought I'd have more to say about Shadow of War this week, but I don't. Um, one thing that's annoying about Shadow of War is that it keeps putting things... Um, once you do a mission, it'll keep it on the map after you finish the mission because you have to... You can do it again as in terms of like getting bronze, silver, gold. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that just bugs me because it's like, who cares? And I would rather only have on the map things that... Um, You're trying to set up your still, thing, aren't you? I still have to do. <laughs> you can tell, can't you? You can tell. I know. Uh, this is... Chinny has this problem all the time. I know, yeah. Um, whoops. Yeah, so it's just annoying because it'll do that thing of keeping something on the screen when I don't... You know, on the map when I don't want it. I'm like, dude, I don't want that on the screen if I've already done the mission. So whatever, it's just kind of annoying. But that's all I really had to say about Shadow of War this week. Right, it's um, okay. But then, Stu, you mentioned the demo for Pixel Junk Monsters 2. I did. And so I was like, ooh, I can get that for free and play it. So I did. And it's all right. It's all right. It is <laughs> all right. I mean, I do. The thing I, I like about it, the thing that makes it a little different. First of all, I, I don't know how I feel about being a character in this story. Like, I, I like Defense Grid because you're, you know, it's you have that overview thing. And I mean, you obviously have the overview on this too. It doesn't really control very differently from Defense Grid, but I don't know. There's something about it that kind of takes me out of it when you're a character in the on the map. Because I kept worrying that I was going to get hurt, and you do kind of go, ow. But you, you do if you're to... in the, you do if you get in the way of the. Did you get killed? Not that I'm aware of, but you may do. I don't, know. Well, I don't think so. It's not that big a deal either way. But the point is, um, yeah, and when you stand near one of the towers, you start doing a little dance. Yeah, it's, good. it's very cute. He's very, it very cute. Yeah, yeah, it's very cute. Um, I, it took me a little minute to figure out exactly what was going on with the different tower types. Like, I didn't realize that. And it says, it was my mistake. It does tell you, though, like, these are for aerial creatures, these are for ground, these are for heavies. Yeah. So, I mean, that's fine. Um, I didn't play it a whole lot. I did, like, a couple of rounds, and I thought it was cute. Um, I didn't really understand what they meant by rainbow fragments. 
You're supposed to clear parts of the map with rainbow fragments and this and that. Again, one of the things I like about Defense Grid is that it's pretty stripped down. It's just like, hey, there's some monsters coming. Protect your little cores. The end. You see, you might, but I'll be honest, you may prefer the original uh, Pixel Junk Monsters. Uh-huh. Because it's it's a much it was originally re- released as like just a desktop game, you know that would just work straight from the internet on your desktop. Right, right. So it's it, it's a lot simpler, a lot more stripped back, and possibly you like it better than the second one. Whatever. I mean, there's nothing really. You know, I think this game is very well made. It looks good. It's you know the fact that you can turn any tree into a tower is cool, and I just think it's very user friendly in general. I do. I did feel like. Once we got into the rainbow shards, I was like, I don't understand what that means. I don't really want to learn. What was um, kind of, what I found was cool was the fact you could go into first person mode and actually be running around on the ground, and I thought that's yeah, kind of cool. That's yeah, so you can do that. So that's kind of cool. It's cool. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's a it's a good tower defense. It does good work. Uh, I just think that if I'm going to play a tower defense game, first of all, I never played Defense Grid Two, so I need to play that first. So. Yeah, um, you do. Yeah, I will. So, so. are you done? And I, I'll come. We'll come back it. to you. I'll I'll talk about something, uh, which is Forgotten Anne. So yeah, I've been playing. I play quite a bit more of Forgotten Anne. Actually, probably another two hours. Probably about another hour or two of the game. And it's got some inside vibes. It's not. It's obviously nothing like it. Sort of gameplay wise or art style but it just feels it's a little bit dark it's much darker than i was anticipating do you know what i mean there's there's definitely this undercurrent it's it's very much uh a message about being repressed it's Uh it's a message about taking people's freedom away even though you think you're giving them freedom which is kind of very interesting is it a message about tomorrow it's a message about tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I've, Just I that think Duke's put forgotten Annie. Oh, has he? There you go, forgotten Annie. He yeah. doesn't even know what the game is called. <laughs> uh, but what's interesting is your character's called the Enforcer, so you've already got a name. That's yeah. You're referred to as the Enforcer by the Forgotlings, as they're known. Uh, so they already think that you're an aggressive character, if you will, and. One of the mechanics in the game is you can distill the Forgotlings, and that's it. You, you're basically destroying them. So it's it's pretty, you know, it's pretty hairy, you know, some of the stuff you can do. And and it gives you those choices. Sometimes you'll get a choice either to distill or do something different. So you can go down a dark path. Now, I'm sure there's probably a trophy for not distilling any of the characters in the game. Yeah, because it's going to be like Bioshock at the end, and you'd be like, oh, you had a family. Yeah. Yeah, so I think there's some definitely some stuff going on. Uh, but the the basic game premise is the story is about a rebellion uprising trying because you're basically building this thing called the Ether Bridge that'll allow things that are forgotten to go back home, if you will, to go back to 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 Earth or where they came from. Uh, but there's like a rebellion going on from these forgotlings that don't want that to happen. That they're, they're happy with their existence here and they don't want anything to change. So it's kind of a really interesting story. Way more interesting than I thought it was going to be. How how linear is it? Is Are you going like back and forth within a, a world, or is it you're just going straight on? No, sort of. It's, it's obviously, as you can see, 2D platformer left to right and right to left, but it also has 
planes, so you can go backwards and forwards as well in some of the levels. So, mm-hmm. so there is some definite deviation from just going left and right. You know, sometimes in some chase scenes, there's some things where you have to follow someone. Uh, there's some very much puzzly areas. It does some very clever things because uh, there was an area today where I could have got to where I needed to go straight away without if I'd have gone right. But because you're programmed with platformers to go left, as you know, that's the direction you're going and you end up in the same place, but you have to go through a whole lot of story and meet all these other different characters doing that. Yet I still could have got to where I needed if I'd have just gone right and it would have taken me... A th- a something like an eight, a, you know a, a quarter of the time so it's kind of interesting because you because obviously the developers knew, know that you're programmed to go left so that's how they've designed the game because they know you're going to do that and I, it never occurred to me to explore in the other direction at all mm-hmm. so it's, it's very clever when you normally go right in platformers uh it depends if it's mario you do <laughs> Obviously, in this game, from the beginning, you're going right to left, so you're always moving left. Or uh, Super Meat Boy, you go left to right. Yeah, it's interesting. You almost pretty much always go right, if I remember right. Yeah, you're probably right, right. Uh, but I think it, I think it's because this. You go left. Yeah, I think it's because this game programs you to go it's left. It's a little strange. It's yeah, little it, like... you know, you're always going left from the start of the game, so you're automatically going in that direction. Coming out of left field. Yeah, fat out of left field. Uh, it was very, very good. I mean, Rob, you know, this was your game of, of Euro Gamer EGX uh, last I didn't year. Actually, I didn't actually play it last year. I played it the year before. Ah, right, okay. Um, and really, really quite liked it. I was quite interested. And so that was why I recommended it to you, because I thought, figured it would be the kind of thing you'd like. Yeah, um, well, I, I definitely think you'd like it. Yeah, I think you're going to like this game. It's it's very cool. Great art style. Like I say, as the game's going on, it's kind of getting darker and darker. You know, the, the game starts with the rebellion blowing stuff up, so blowing shit up, you know, setting explosives, and then I've, you sort of come across the leader and such and such forth, and it takes it from there. So it's very, very good. If you like something a little bit different, the, the voice acting's really well done, the dialogue's pretty cool. There's lots and lots of different characters, so there's a lot of voice acting in this game. You know, they've spent a lot of money. The soundtrack's excellent. The art style looks beautiful all the time. I mean, every location, there's a little bit of difference going on. It's it's excellent. Totally recommend it. Really, really, about, really good. Something about the animation, especially the way the character runs, that reminds me of Flashback. Yeah, a little bit like that. You know, Prince of Persia. That, mm. that kind of animation. The the only janky animation is when she's crawling through, uh, like, air ducting. And it looks it looks a bit jank. But the, the standard running about... And the other thing they've done, which is an interesting thing, um, when you go downstairs, you're always pulling down on the analog stick, no matter which direction you're facing in. And that takes a bit of getting used to. It's only a minor thing, but you understand what I mean. It would you think it'd be more contextual if you were facing away from your, the, you know, the person playing the game? You would push forward on the the analog to go down the stairs, but it's not. It's always it's always down, whichever way the character's facing. Going down. Going down, uh, and that's probably my only minor gripe about the control scheme. Is that is that weird little quirk? And, and I suppose it was just easier to program it that way. You know, mm-hmm. then then sort of have a very you know have a variation forward if you're facing away and towards yourself if you're facing towards yourself, etc. 
Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad it's turned out good because, I mean, from what I saw at the last two EGXs, it did look very promising. So I was hoping it would it would come good. Yeah, and there's been some really good puzzles. So. I was up above it! Brilliant. <laughs> uh, this, yeah. Uh, yeah, the, and it's like I say, so far it is it is turning out really good. There's been really good puzzles. Ones where you know where you're like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. How can I? Uh, uh. And then when you do it, you're like, oh yeah, I know what I do. You know, it, it does give you that almost little bit of portal feeling. You know, when you when you figure something out, and I kind of like that. There's, there's nothing too difficult, but it does tax you enough to feel like you've achieved something when you do it. So mm-hmm. yeah, very very good. Definite recommendation. Get it played. It's not very expensive. Fifteen quid. You know. It's good. It's great for that. There you go. Uh, back over to you, Rob. Um, I played Super Hot. Super Hot. For the first is this time. the f- is this the first time you played it? Yeah, um, I've I've had it for a while, but I never got around to playing it. It's one of those things like where once I've finished a big game, I'll play a bunch of little ones in between. Um, and this was lying around, and I figured it wouldn't take that long to play, it and was kind of surprised that it took even less time than I thought it would. Yeah, it's not a terribly long game, but it is cool. It's it's cool. It's I don't know if it's just been because it's been a while and there's obviously been a fair amount of hype about it, but I think I mean it is pretty much just that one mechanic of that it, that it's got, and it doesn't do too much um, extra on top of that. And I, I don't know. I just expected a bit more to it. I think. Yeah, the meta stuff's pretty cool. Yeah, but. I suppose I've, got, I've kind of got used to a lot of the other things doing that now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, let's be honest. Assassin's Creed is the first game that I ever remember doing that kind of meta thing going on. Um, I suppose there's a couple of like, back in the day, you had things like Secret Monkey Island and stuff like that, like referencing the fact that you were in a game and all that kind of thing. Pony Island. Ooh. Oh yeah. Yeah, I guess, but not in the same way. I mean, Assassin's Creed did it as there was an overarching story that linked to the thing you were doing, mm-hmm. which is slightly different, I guess. But yeah, you're, you are right. There is stuff that's done similar things back in the day, but not to the same extent, I don't suppose. I think I'm thinking of one game in particular that has done that relatively recently, but I can't really mention it without giving big spoilers. Okay, well, don't do that. We don't want any more spoilers. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, I've obviously played this version and the VR version, and they're both really well done. The um, VR version's different, though, isn't it? It's yeah, totally different. Yeah, totally different. Much shorter, to be fair, and that's and this is Jesus. short. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to complete the VR one, you're probably talking two, two and a half hours, I guess. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, this one was only about three, I think. Yeah, it depends how well. It depends like... how much you die, I suppose. Yeah. So it depends how much you die. I'm assuming you can do this very quickly if you don't die at all. Oh, I wouldn't know about that. Yeah. 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 Um, is that it for you for Super Hot? Pretty much, yeah. It's not a lot, a lot to say about that, really. Yeah. So, over back, back to you, Duke. Yeah. So, I got a game called Ylands, as in Islands, but with a Y. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. This was on sale recently. I don't remember why or what the nature of it was, but. Um, I don't know if y'all know this. I'm kind of into uh, crafting games. Really? I know no, it's hard. Never to Yeah. Um, and this is a crafting game. The difference in this game is that 
you start off on one island and you have to, you know, do the usual stuff, cut down this, cut down that, uh, get different resources. There's a pretty impressive set of like the, the roof is pretty high in terms of those different tiers of, of crafting. So, you know, in Minecraft, you get to a certain point and it's like iron and that's about it, right? There's no, you can do redstone, but you're not building cars or anything, right? In Minecraft. But in this game, you can make cars. Yeah, so, you see, but I just feel like all these games are just like, what can we do to differentiate ourselves? Well, yeah. in this game, you can build a car, but everything else is pretty much the same. Whatever, it's it's well done, and 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 you talk about your platform games, isn't that kind of similar? It depends, but no, the difference. No, was completely different. You were running in a different direction. Exactly, <laughs> and, and you're left rather than right. Oh, and man. it's a difference in story. You know what I mean, and dialogue and stuff like that. With these sorts of games, that that's not really a thing, is it? That's true. Yeah. There's a story don't... here, but I don't care. The I don't point think I've seen is, a crafting game where you can wear a sombrero before. Yeah, no, that's, that's right. true. That is true. Yeah. So anyway, um, it's good. It's very well done. It's in early access, so they don't have all the kinks worked out. Um, the impressive thing about it is that, you know, whereas Minecraft is all blocks, this is obviously not blocks. So I don't know exactly what you'd call not it, but they have, a, they have more shapes. And when you go digging with your pick uh, to get resources out of the ground... You you end up making you know kind of cavernous things. I ended up making a hole early on, and then some horses got stuck in it. And I was like, oh horses! I didn't mean for y'all to get trapped. And then I realized I needed leather, and I was like, oh sucks to be you, horse. <laughs> so it was yeah. good that I had trapped the horses in there because it gave me an easy way to get some leather. Um, so you're you're the vegetarian killing horses for leather. I, just, I, well, I don't have a choice, man. I needed that leather. I needed it. The, the, the most frustrating thing about this game is that, first of all, your inventory is kind of a mess, and the crafting system is also kind of a mess. Because the crafting system is sort of like your inventory, but it only shows you what you can craft as one huge window. Now, you can delineate in terms of, okay, just show me the clothing I can make, or show me the foods I can prepare, or whatever it is. But whereas in Minecraft, you know, you make an oven... And then you put stuff in the oven, and then it spits out what you make in terms of baked potatoes or cooked beef or whatever it is. So you can get a jacket potato. Yeah, you know, this game doesn't really work that way. And and the most frustrating... So if you to make certain things, you need a knife, right? So you make a knife, and but I didn't know that would unlock other things. I thought it was just a weapon. So I had a knife, and suddenly I have all these other things in my crafting menu. And I'm like, oh, I guess I can make more things now that I have this knife. So then it became, okay, you need to make a, I don't remember what the next thing, a tanning rack. But I couldn't find tanning rack on my list of things to make. And then it said, oh, you need this thing to make a tanning rack. So I was like, I had to make the thing to make the tanning rack before I knew I could even make the tanning rack. So it was just kind of frustrating. I just couldn't be asked. Yeah, I know. But here's the thing. The, the, the real point of the game is not just making stuff. That's the start of it. But then you, you ultimately you need to build a sort of boat that you can then go to different islands. So I was like, all right, how do I make a boat? Okay, in order to make a boat, you need nails. How do I make nails? You need to make a blacksmith station. And I'm like, well, shit, that's going to take a while. So I had to make a bellows, and then I had to make this, and then I had to make that, and then I had Ugh. to make a... 
I know. Shut up. I I'm can't think of anything worse. Well, whatever. You're not into these kinds of games, are you? Nope. All right, then. All right, you're explaining exactly why. Yes. So anyway, the point is, I ultimately got my boat. I was like, yes. And that's, for me, the allure is like, you're going to get to that point at some point. That's going to be awesome. And I made a crab carapace armor, and I just look wicked. And I got my steel or my iron sword, and I'm ready to fight all the panthers around me. Because the first time I was running around collecting stuff, suddenly here's this leopard trying to kill me. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's a leopard. And I'm attacking him with my stone axe. And I just barely got him. And I was like, oh, thank God. And then I found this flintlock rifle. And I'm like, oh, shit, you better come back, leopard. I'll fuck you up. So anyway, I eventually made my boat. And then I was like, okay, now I don't see any other islands. Let me just, as soon as you get in the boat, fortunately, it gives you a compass on the screen. I was like, thank goodness, because I didn't know how I was going to deal with this otherwise. So I get in my boat, and I head north, away from my island. And I sailed north, and I kept sailing, and I kept sailing, and I kept sailing, and I kept sailing. And I'm like, okay, there's obviously nothing in this direction. So I turned around, and I went back to now, my island. at this point, did you wonder if there was another island? Well, that's the thing, is I know it's procedurally generated, but there's the whole point of the game is that there are other islands. So, And there's better tech on those other islands. That's the other thing. So I'm like, okay. So what you're saying back. is, this is like No Man's Sky with a boat. <laughs> exactly. So then I was like, okay, I went back to my island. And then I was like, okay, I'll go east. And I was heading east, and I was heading east, and I was heading east. Oh, God. East. And then it said... You're about to leave the main part of the game where there are other Wylands. Get it, Wylands, like islands, but with a I y. get you. Get it? Ah! I get it. It, you know, so, it just doesn't get old. I was like, oh, yeah, not like the dick joke. Keep, <laughs> yeah, see, they see Rob's already laughing. Anyway, so <laughs> I had to turn around and go back to my island. And then I went south. And I went south, and I went south, and I went south, and I didn't see anything. So I'm like, I'm just going to go wandering around. Like, I'm, I'm fucked. I'm about to uninstall this game. And I was about to uninstall it once earlier, too, but then I discovered something. I was like, oh, wait, that's how that works. And then I kept going. And I was really into it. And I'm still into it. But here's the thing. I was like, I'm just going to wander around in my boat and see if I find an island. And if not, screw it. So I wandered around for another five or ten minutes, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe I had a bad generated world or maybe i'm just going the wrong way and i was about to uninstall it and then i did a google search how i can't find any other islands and apparently you have to watch the birds what which makes sense it does but would you just happen to figure that out playing the game and if you have exactly like you would have to trust that the game developers put the birds in for a reason other than just oh they look cool aesthetically yeah, exactly. Ah, stupid. And I would never have guessed that. So no. now that I know it, I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. It's also it's kind of cool, but it's kind of game design bullshit. I agree. But the other thing is, you can make a map, which I didn't realize, and I was like, oh, I should have known that. I get, I could have figured that out maybe. But anyway, so now I'm going to follow the birds and make a map, and hopefully I will be able to discover other. So islands. you haven't discovered an island yet. You've got to follow the birds. I have not have you? Yet discovered any other islands, but hopefully by next week. I will have this. Do you know? Do you know what's kind of weird? What's you're that? doing in this game pretty much what you do in Zelda. Yet you hated that game. Because when you make a weapon in this game, you can repair it. <laughs> I guess. Yes. I guess Absolutely. that's that's kind of funny. Um, Duke, have you have you ever seen yeah. a game called The Raft? 
Yeah, I actually put it on my wish list. That just showed up on Steam this weekend. I think yeah, it I was just. Watching, I was watching some guys playing on YouTube today, and that yeah. looks looked like the kind of thing that might be up your street. It does look like it's up my street, and I actually bought another game that I'll talk about next week because I haven't played it yet. But to let you know, Stuart, in this game, Wildlands, I never have to worry about this. Take this. Oh no. Take this. Oh no. Anyway. Um, anyway. Way, somebody did the Simpsons where Bart hits Homer with the chair. Uh, they made that into Breath of the Wild with the HUD from Breath of the Wild, and I was like, awesome. Yeah, um, but yeah, the raft. It looks. It does look interesting. Um, I don't generally buy these games for full price. Take that, developers. Um, <laughs> but and especially because this game, Wylands, that I'm playing is exactly you know I making a boat and I felt like eh, it's a bit much to go buy a boat game while I'm already playing a boat game. <laughs> but yeah. this game that I made, I, I also made a big ship. But apparently my one sail that I put on it wasn't enough to move the ship because I made the ship and I had to get the sail. And in order to get, make a sail, you have to make cloth. In order to make cloth, you have to get all this cotton and turn it into thread. And so I had to go through all these steps. And I finally made a sail. And I'm like, yes, this is the last thing I need for my ship. And I put it on the ship and I got a, the, you know, the big boat steering wheel thing. And I was like, all right, let's go pull up the anchor. And it wasn't moving. And I'm like, what the fuck? Move, ship, move. And then I thought, maybe I didn't put it in the right kind of water, but it won't let you place it if it's not in water. So I'm like, that can't be it. And then I looked at some things, and they were like, oh, you need to put more sails on your ship. And I was like, god damn it. Did you not have to follow birds? Well, I didn't know about it, but it wouldn't move at all. Oh, terrible. Yeah. So anyway, Maybe you need to build a motor. Fun. Yeah, well, that, well, that'll come later, I think. Which will yeah. be nice because the sailboat moves really. This, I must admit, the way that the land disappears reminds me very much of that stupid Peter Molyneux game. Um, I can't Goddess. remember that. One. Goddess, yeah. Oh, well, it, I never. It's very similar. Very similar. Uh, right, uh, back to me. I yeah, have back. been playing. I've been playing another game which was a little bit shit. Oh yeah, huh? A little bit shit, uh, which is called Mother Gunship. Mother Gunship. Mother Gunship. Okay. It's kind of like a Unreal Tournament knockoff. Oh, that sounds good. It's done in Unreal Engine, but it's like like your kind of games, too. It's a it's a bullet hell first person shooter where you can design your own guns as crazy as you can think. Why did you play this? It's a it's a demo, so I didn't. Don't worry, I didn't buy this shit. The voice acting's terrible. The voice acting's terrible. It plays alright, but it's very, very samey. And it's got these bouncing platforms. It's it's like Unreal Tournament if they took all the fun out of it. It's it's not great. It really isn't great. Like I said, this voice acting is what, sorry? It looks slow. The, the The most important thing about Unreal Tournament is that it's very fast. Yeah, it it, it moves a little bit like that floaty movement. It's very, it, but it's done in Unreal Engine, so I'm guessing that's probably why. It feels like it could be a mod of Unreal Tournament. You know, like they sort of did it if you did some sort of mod in it. Um, 
But yeah, there's no other. Uh, there may be some multiplayer. I don't know. But the the whole premise of the game is its its major selling point is you can build the biggest sort of gun you've ever seen with twenty barrels and and it's all modular and it, you can make it look as unique as you like with all the different combinations of parts that are available. So each time you put new parts on your gun and then go and do a level, when you come back, they replenish the store, if you will. So then you can buy new parts that have been put there and they're all from what I can gather procedurally generated. So you got these weird different shapes you'll get like an attachment with nine barrels on or two barrels on or three or like a rocket launcher or it looks like it should be fun but it kind of isn't the graphics look good but uh, it, if you it looks it. like every every other unreal game though doesn't it let's be honest yeah, I suppose i don't mind that i mean that's not a problem for me but no it's all right i can't say much more than that there's I can't. I can't see who this would appeal to. I don't Goodness. know. Yeah, maybe gun nuts. Yeah, we want to build this motherfucking gun with motherfucking attachments, with twenty barrels and a rocket launcher and a grenade thrower and uh, everything else, heat-seeking missiles and uh, nukes. It's harking back to sort of Quake or possibly even things like Serious Sam and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, it is, it is, but because there's no story or campaign that I can see, I don't know, there may be, you know, it's just maybe not in the demo, so I'm not going to give it too much jive, because maybe there's just stuff I don't know about the game, but give the demo a go, people, if you want to see what Mother Gunship is all about. The demo around, is it on Steam, or is it... Uh, It's on PS4, but I don't know whether it's on Steam also, it may well be on Steam as well, who knows. Uh, back over to you, Rob. Well, I am on the strength of... Well, this probably sounds like a stupid thing to say. On the strength of Jason Golliher's suggestion... Oh, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh-oh. I bought um, a game called The Invisible Hours. Yeah, he's been he's been hark, you know, going on at me to buy that game for ages. And I'm like, I've got too much other stuff to play, mate. I have not got time. I reckon you might like it, actually. Oh no, I'm sure I would. From what he's describing, you know, yeah, his descriptions, he probably is something I'd like. But don't know. What do you think is more important? Um, I think it was all right. It was for for, for the kind of game it is. Um, because it was originally a VR game. I so, didn't know that. I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, and actually, when you go to the, uh, to it on the store, it's um, uh, it pretty much says that it is a VR game. Um, it doesn't. The store doesn't seem on PSN doesn't seem to acknowledge that you you can play it not in VR. But this um, is part one, isn't it? There's more to it. No. Is that right? Oh, is as that far not? As, as far as I'm aware, um, this is the whole thing. Oh, I thought there was more to this. I thought it was like chapters. Yeah. So like the video that you're showing here is is clearly in VR at the moment. It's giving me motion sickness. I'm gonna find a non-VR version. Yeah, it's it's not great because yeah, they're looking all over the place, and I think the, there's a weird movement mechanic that they use where it's like you teleport um, as you walk in, but if you're not playing in VR, you don't have to do that, so it's much better. Um, I mean, this is this is by Tequila Works, isn't it? Yeah. Which, um, the Rhyme, which I quite like Rhyme. Yeah, and... Um, Rhyme. Well, they've published uh, Sexy Brutal. Yeah. Um, and it has a slight element of that in it. Yeah, and Dead Light as well, they did, didn't they? Yeah. Um, but... It's, they've they've it's never all... been that massively acclaimed, though, have they? They've done some alright games, but never anything that blows you away. Well, Sexy Brutal was very good, although... I yeah, think but they only, they only published it, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, slightly different, I guess. 
Um, although, interestingly, when I suggested that to Jason, I don't think he liked it very much. Um, yeah. I've got this... that, but never played it. Oh, it's really good. I enjoyed, I enjoyed that. This is more of a... It's more of a movie, really. Or almost more like a stage play, some, in some cases. Um, your, your, your character doesn't really have any effect on the world. You're just basically hovering around watching other characters. Um, right. You can fast forward or rewind the time as, you, as you're going through. Um, so basically, you're just following certain characters, seeing the story, and then when it gets to the end of a chapter, you can choose to replay the chapter or and, and, that sounds, it and see yeah. it from the point of view of other characters and different things that are going on. We, I mean, Duke and I have played another game that's very similar to that, haven't we, Duke? What, To the Moon? No. Come on, think about it. Very recently, this in the last year, set in a space station. Oh, yeah, Tacoma, baby. Tacoma. So it sounds very similar to Tacoma, because that's basically how that, you're more of an observer that has to follow the characters around. Yeah, but you actually... In Tacoma, aren't they all like gone or something like that? Yeah, but the, you're seeing stuff being replayed. Get it? They've all gone home. You're seeing stuff replayed, and you can do the same thing. You can rewind it, fast forward it, you know, to get to the to just basically unlock the whole story and find out what happened. Yeah, I mean, this you're actually watching the story play through, so it's not like going back to to view view something that's already happened. Um, yeah, but when you're rewinding, does that not work in the same way, though, if you're rewinding that bit you've just watched? Um, no, it's just sort of reversing time a little bit. It, that, that mechanic can be a little bit weird at, at times as well, because basically you press L2 to freeze time, and then you can hold down triangle to speed up time or um, square to reverse it. And quite often it will just freeze in sort of random places, which is, right. is, is kind of weird. Or if you want it to stay frozen, it'll unfreeze as you're walking along. I could never quite figure out what it was doing with that. Um, but it didn't really impact it too much. Um, it's it's interesting story. Um, in some ways, like story almost felt like a sequel to The Prestige. Oh, all right, okay. There's three parts to every magic trick. <laughs> uh, without the magic. Basically following on from like Nikola Tesla. So uh, it's uh, like a murder mystery set um, in the, on this island that is owned by Nikola Tesla. He's invited a bunch of people to his island, uh, and you're just sort of following it on from there. Um, yeah. So is it is it a little bit Agatha Christie sort of yeah, that type of thing? That kind of thing. Um, so there's some good ideas and, and following the characters, and then there's obviously that the kind of usual things where you can you can find various like news clippings and diary items. So there's that kind of gameplay mechanic. But as far as the story goes, it's mostly just watching it um, play through. Um, there's a couple of little weird bits in there as well, but it, the main issue I'd say is that it, it can occasionally feel a bit stilted. I presume that might be partially because of the the way, obviously, they've had to pl- create the entire thing where all these characters are going about like their their business and they haven't to time it all correctly, so they all appear in the in the right order. But as a result, sometimes when when they're talking, it just seems to take overly long I think you can actually tell it from this little thing you're watching here um, it look, I mean I must, so I must like admit better in gamers then <laughs> yeah I must admit it looks very atmospheric I've got to give it that you know, yeah, you know I mean, it looks grey and there's shit going down and it looks a bit windy and rainy and you know I've got to say it's quite evocative it's, it looks quite yeah. cool I mean the, the graphics aren't the greatest but I mean I, I presumably that's partially because it's a VR title um, yeah. but yeah it's 
I think it's it's got an interesting story. It's just possibly they didn't necessarily have a massive budget to do it. Yeah, um, be interested in playing the VR version of it at some point? Or? No. Okay. Uh, I mean, I've already played the whole whole story now, so I, I know everything that happens. So it's right. it wouldn't be that much. It'd be point. pretty pointless, I guess. I mean, the VR, yeah, it's, it's always is it all VR, isn't it? Ah. <laughs> if you're watching it in VR, it it would just be like basically being inside a film but whereas you you get to move around and right. and view it from different people's angles and in some ways i can possibly understand why that would be probably better than playing it the way i did although also more stilted because you got to deal with the vr, VR controls yeah really yeah i mean is the branching storylines different endings or any of that sort of stuff or is it really, no, because really it, linear it's it's well it's one story you're just you can you can just view it from basically the there's loads of different things going on at the same time. And oh, it's so like you what can... remains of Edith Finch. Uh, not really. I mean, that's quite linear in in a way. Um, this is basically lots of things. I mean, that you can see in this. There's this big house, and there'll be different things happening in in different the, in the places. House, in different places, yeah. Because uh, uh, all all of the cast are doing their own thing um, as as it as it goes through. Um, and so it does. Look, I mean, it does look interesting. One character, and then then it might you might think, oh, hang on a minute, something happened with this other character. So I'll, I'll almost play it again for, for the, through this chapter to find out what was happening with that character. Yeah. I mean, it's on Steam, as we know. There's a Steam sale coming up pretty soon. If it's in the sale, I'll probably pick it up. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Jason was mentioning it, and it was, I think, well, it was, still wasn't overly expensive, but I think the, the it came into a sale on on PSN, which is why I picked it up. Because it's, um, I mean, it's currently thirty pounds. Um, is it thirty pound on PSN? I've no idea, but on obviously on Steam, it's thirty quid, and I'm guessing it isn't worth thirty quid. No, I wouldn't say that at all. Yeah. Um, I reckon, it, yeah, if you're getting down towards a tenner, then then it, it might be uh, more suitable. Right. But yeah, some I mean, it's, I'm not sure about you. Ginny, Ginny would hate it. But Stu, I think you you might like it. Right, that's weird. I've just I'm sorry. I'm just being distracted here because I'm looking at it in Steam, and it says fifty percent off bundle fourteen ninety nine. Add to your car. Two of the three items from this bundle are already in your library. I have no idea what I've just searched in my library. I haven't got it. <laughs> Speaking of Steam, they're doing this spring cleaning thing. Have you seen that, Stu? Rob, have you looked at this at all? I Steam? haven't looked at Steam in a long time. Oh, okay. uh, well, this thing where they're trying to get people to like play games they already have. Really? So like, there's all these little. I don't even know what they are. Like little, you know, it's got the dotted line around the thing to show you. Let me see if I can find some video for it. Steam spring cleaning. Yeah, just to let you know, it's because I've got Rhyme and Sexy Brutal in my library. There's a bundle with all three games, so that's what it is. Uh, yeah. It's currently twelve ninety nine on um, PSN. Yeah, fifteen pound on Steam at the moment. I'll wait for the Steam sale, see what happens. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Why not? It was, it was previously so this... thirty five quid, and that, yeah, that's way too much. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'm sure it is. Looking at it. So, yeah. so the the spring cleaning thing is, um, it's so weird. It's like they're trying to get you to play games you already have, and it'll say like, "Oh, play the first game you ever installed" or whatever it is, or you know, do uh, this thing, um, 
play games that your friends recommend. You see, I think uh, somebody at Valve was listening to the Dirty Thirty last year and thought, you, you know what, we should do that on on Steam. That'd be great. Let's do that. I think it's interesting. Like, I'm not used to them doing things that don't involve buying games. You know what I mean? And I know it's obviously leading you toward that. But they also want you to play games that you haven't played in a while or games you own but have never played. Well, they've done things like that kind of before. I mean, they're basically turning their game store into a game. And they've sort of done that in, like, some summer sales and stuff where, like, if you buy enough games, then it gives you, like, uh, your little cards and all that kind of shit. Sure, sure, sure. So I just, I don't know, I thought that was kind of interesting. They're gamifying everything. That's Yeah. That's what they're doing. That's what they are doing. Uh, Duke, yeah. back to you. Anything from anything more from hey, you? Back, yeah, I got one more game. Um, speaking of Steam, they had a thing where it was uh, a uh, here. Let me get this out of here. Oh no, that's the wrong thing. I need to move this down. Yeah. Um, so they had a free weekend for a game called Terra Tech. Oh yeah, I did see this. I saw this. Yeah. Have you ever played it? Nope. Um, it sounds familiar. A, I think I might have seen it at EGX before. Yeah, it's an interesting game. It's not going to be my game of the year in any way. I enjoyed playing it the free weekend, but I, I didn't buy it. Uh, basically, the idea is it's sort of a crafting game. You start off as a little tiny buggy car. With I've single- played this at EGX. Yeah. Yeah, and I played you this. Run, you get other equipment, and then you can fight other machines and then if you destroy the other machines then you can take the pieces of their machine and put it on your buggy and i actually got a pretty decent rig going and then i got killed at one point and i was like all right well that was fun but i, I don't think i want to this it. this is basically mother gunship with cars yeah that's what it is because you can it build works. all sorts of crazy shit it's it's well done in general um I think the controlling was a little sketchy. So, for instance, you have to hold the left mouse button down and then drag in order to look around. And I would love to be able to make it so you don't have to be holding down a button when you want to look around the screen. So that's an example of something in the controls that was just a little sketch. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'll be honest. A lot of people are liking this. You know, this is... People love it, it seems to be. Yeah. It, I mean, I think if you were to really get into it and you were the type of person who loved this kind of building of ships that would be great i'm just it's just not my thing you know no. i want to run around when i'm collecting resources and doing all sorts of things yep not mine either yeah but you know i'm glad i had a free weekend i thought it was fun i think you know uh, there's things about the way the ships are or the you know cars are built that and i maybe i didn't get into it in terms of exactly how you're supposed to be functioning you know because this person that we're looking at has set up a little base and i didn't really set up a base i just had everything with me and i think if i had set up the base and learned how to do it right it would have been more fun so whatever maybe at some point i'll go back to it but for now i'm glad i had a free weekend it was fun the end yeah that's because you're too busy in wildlands exactly wildlands wildlands this looks like the kind of game that fans of robot wars would go after yeah, yeah they love it they love it uh the only other thing i played this week is Wipeout amiga collection demo yeah wipe out and i really don't like this game <laughs> i don't like this game <laughs> Do like and i know 
No. And I know I'm in the minority, but... You see, this is how I play racing games, right? And, and the fact that the, the acceleration is a button is just weird to me. That you're accelerating using a button and not a trigger. So the, I don't feel like you have any control over going fast or slow. It's... Uh, and I know it's a port from an old game, but... The music's awesome. You know, I love all the music in there and I love all that stuff. But I'm just shit at this game. And as as I'm shit at it, I hate it. Because I just hit the sides constantly. And I can't turn in corners. And I'm eighth all the time. And I can't hit the fucking arrows. are working against you. Ugh. And I can't hit the arrows. And I can't steer properly. And I can't go... I can, like, go fast or stop. And I can't see... There's no, it doesn't seem to be an in-between those two things. And really suck. I suck and I hate it. I just really hate it. There's no way I'm ever spending any money on a fucking wipeout game ever. What happens if you, what if you play it on VR? I, oh, could, I couldn't give two shits if it's in fucking amazing reality. I, I don't love care. Games, man, you're an idiot. I'm not an idiot. I hate this game. Hate it. Do you like other racing games? I'm not really. Okay, well, you're just not... I'm not really a racing game person, but I'm shit at it. That's the problem. Well, but it takes a while. That's the thing about a lot of racing games is you're learning the track, and the first time you play it, you're going to be shit because you don't know the track at all. Nope, it's because I'm shit. It's nothing to do with the track. I'm just generally shit. It really is. It's not you. See, the person here, he's in fifth. I, I didn't go anywhere higher than eighth, ever. You don't ever. know how many times he's played this game, though. Look, dude, look, fucking people were just like dots in the distance. I was like, oh, yeah, those are my opponents dude, fucking 20 game. seconds ahead of me. Whatever. I mean, I, even this guy, look, he's weaving around the track like he's pissed. Yeah, I know. He's not, you know, he's probably hasn't played this track too many times. I mean, maybe you do suck. I don't know. But there's yeah, also really suck. that requires you to learn the tracks and play them over and over again. And then, and then, right, there's a 2048 mode. Right? Yeah, that's one. Yeah. That's the, that's the um, Vita game. Do, do, do. Yeah, and I was even worse at that shit. Ugh, I hate this game. Don't it's ever make me play this game ever again this game is dead to me telling you a good week haven't you playing racing games which you don't like and first person shooter shooters that are shit yeah that you don't like either but forgotten that were good so there was some <laughs> there was some good in there there was some good in there but this is just oh it's everything i hate i love the soundtrack to wipe out 2097 oh, don't get me wrong right music's awesome I just don't like it. You know, don't get me wrong, it's Sony Liverpool or whatever, and I get that they're closed down now, and that's sad. But, oh, God, I hate this game. I'm not great at Wipeout, but um, it is one of those, like, like Duke says, um, like I, I've got this, and I've I, I played it for a while, um, and, and you do you do have to learn the tracks a bit to, to start doing better. Yeah, no, I, I get you, I do, I hear what you're saying, but am I ever going to do that? Nope, never. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Never, ever. Never, ever, never, ever, ever. That's never happening. This is a demo or something? Yeah, yeah I undeleted it or deleted it. It's out. 
Oh, yeah, put the orb on Spotify while you play it. Yeah, let's play some ambient house music that's going to make me fall asleep (laughs) while I fucking play it because there's sheep barring in the background. Little little fluffy clown. Yeah, that's the only up-tempo song they ever did, kind of. No, everything else. A a couple. I guess, I guess. But the vast majority are are very minimal. Most of their music is low tempo, you're right. Down yeah, it tempo. is. Yeah, it's very minimal ambient house music. But yeah, that's going to help me falling asleep while I fucking... I used to fall asleep to the orb, funnily enough. Because it's a really good soundtrack to fall asleep to. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yes. Are... Yeah, I do love the orb, though. Don't get me wrong. You know, they are great. Um, and that's it for me this week. Any more games from anybody else? Nope. Anything um... from you, Rob? The only thing, only the thing I played was I started playing Mad Max like an hour before we started recording. Ah, nice. it's pretty good. It's all right. Yeah, I'm. Well, I've not played it anywhere near long enough to sort of make any judgments on it. The some of the controls have been slightly annoying because you get very. So far, I get very little ammo, and I keep accidentally pressing the button that fires the gun and using all that up. And it seems like also every action requires you to hold the key down. Which is kind of irritating. And have you had the thing where you go to fill your car with gasoline and instead you accidentally press the button for light the can on fire and throw it? I almost did that, yeah. Because <laughs> I was complaining about the game in general. And then one of my students was like, and then you accidentally light your gas can on fire. I was like, I know, right? That's crazy. Yeah, I, I've never been a fan of like contextual controls. Yeah, well, they're dumb. Do you know? Do you know how old I feel now? <laughs> I'll tell you how old I feel because I've just looked when the Orbs Adventures Beyond the Ultra World was released. Ninety-one, and, it, and yeah, nineteen ninety-one, twenty-seven years ago. Oh yeah! No, no. Holy shit! Yeah, I feel so old. You know why you feel old, Stu? Because I am old. Far old. <laughs> News first. Are you guys ready for some news? Here are some news. Uh, let's have some news. Killer 7 is getting a remaster to be released on the Steams, people. So, yeah, what do you think of that? Killer 7? What, what is that? Oh, God, Duke. Is that one of the stupid games from Studio 54 or whatever? Suda 51. Yeah. Suda 51? Yeah. Yeah. What is the matter with you? Like anybody fucking gives a shit. What is your fucking problem? Cares. Boring. Why? Oh come on. Have you have you ever played a Suda game? Have you played one? Have Isn't you played one, Rob? I ha- haven't actually. See the, the 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 biggest one I guess was No More Heroes. I never Apart from it. Killer Seven. Is Killer Seven the one whereby where you have to sort of pick up ladies by just basically ogling them when they're not looking probably <laughs> I mean come on this is the guy who made lollipop chainsaw well that was that was partially made by James Gunn as well wasn't it yeah probably Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy possibly I mean the, the, he has made some very crazy games I mean the, the most recent one is Let It Die on, the, on PS4 the free to play thing that you can play mm. Uh, he's, he's good. I mean, the, the, I've never played Killer 7. It is something I'd have liked to have played at some point. So, depending on price tag, I may pick it up. I may pick it up. 
Um, but yeah, so that, so they're gonna bring that out. It's on the Steams. Um, it's a 20th anniversary sort of remake, I guess. I don't think it's a remake. I guess it's just HD-fied, probably. Uh, the simple models and colours scale nicely to modern resolution, so they're just up-resing everything. So I don't think it's actually... They're not doing a whole ton of stuff. They're just sort of up-resing everything. And it's going to be available sort of autumn 2018, so they haven't given a specific release date for it. But yeah, this looks pretty cool. I mean, I may be interested in giving this a go, because I did like No More Heroes a really, you know, quite a lot. I really like that game. So we'll see. So that's happening. What else is happening? Uh, yeah, Apple have rejected Valve's game streaming service Steam Link for the iOS. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize anybody even played big games on the iOS. Of course, it'd be, yeah, people who play loads of games. Uh, but they've, done, they've, they've basically designed a, a Steam Link app to allow you to stream your games to a, any sort of Android or iOS device. Uh, but Apple's come back and said, nope, you're not putting it on that because it sort of clashes with our business model. Well, yeah, Apple wants everything to be proprietary. They even make people buy special goddamn cables to connect monitors. Yeah, so that's... Uh, yeah, Valve said Apple revoked its approval citing business conflicts with app guidelines that had allegedly not been realized by the original review team. Uh, Whatever that means. We want more money. Yeah, more money, and we want bigger cut. One big shit cat. Um, yeah, so that's happened. Uh, be, be on, become Human Detroit or Detroit Become Human came out this week. Yeah, I'm surprised you haven't played this. No, no, I've got too much to play, Rob. I can't play anything else. I've barely got time to play what I've got, let alone yeah, but, buy another game. Yeah, but this week you spend most of your time playing games that you know you're going to hit. I know, I know, but that wasn't very much time. It was like, you know... 15 minutes on fucking shitty racing floaty game <laughs> and what are you laughing at and if you want to hate but just and 15 minutes on fucking build stupid stupid friggin lots of barrels guns game and then you know a few hours playing a good game uh, but anyway here's the review roundup IGN gave it an 8 out of 10 GameSpot 7 out of 10 uh, Game Informer 8 out of 10 Guardian 4 out of 5 Telegraph three out of five. It's doing all right. The people it's kind are kind of, of all over the place. It. There's some yeah, really high bit. ones and some really low ones. Maybe they got the shit playthrough where they died. Oh, um, maybe just the sick of David Cage games. Yeah, as they should be. Who knows? And yet another week, and yet another stupid game's been released on Steam, and oh. this time oh, this, it's oh, God. A, Jesus Christ. It's a school shooting game. So, yeah, a game called Active Shooter appeared on Steam. It's nothing more than another heap of hacked up together pre-purchased assets or an asset flipper as known on Steam. Uh, if not for its subject matter, it's about mass shootings. The unreleased game Steam page still describes it as a dynamic SWAT simulation in which you play as a shooter a SWAT team member trying to neutralize them, or a, a civilian, its trailer depicts a player running down a school hall through classrooms, indiscriminately murdering teachers until a SWAT team shows up. Fucking pathetic. So, yeah, so... Uh, Valve have been given some criticism because apparently they've given it approval to, to go on Steam. If they're going to allow hatred to go on Steam, I don't see how they could object to this, but they need to have some goddamn standards. I'm sorry. Yeah, they need to just think a little bit, don't they? 
Well, they're well, trying to please everybody, and that's not going to work. Well, they're, they're trying to desperately not actually have to look at anything. Yeah, well, um, that's... So they're trying to ignore it as much as possible and leave everything to algorithms. Yep. I know, but they can't. you can't do that, especially with something like this. I agree. You know, because you, you're playing with fire, and, you know, even people on Steam, and let's be honest, some of them people play anything, and even them are like, mm, probably not good this. Well, it's it's brain, it's begging the question: Is there anything that's in such bad taste that it shouldn't exist on Steam? And the answer is yes. I'm sorry, they would not allow a child pornography game to be on Steam. I hope. I mean, unless it's dressed up like an anime dating sim, but you know what I mean. Well, um, wasn't there, wasn't there a thing recently where um, they managed to get um, a bunch of anime dating sims off Steam, but yeah. then they put them back on again? Right. Because there's going to be such an outcry from the incels about freedom of speech, oh my god, that they backed off. And you know, I mean, whatever. Like, I don't know enough about those games to say, but it's just like, come on, people have some goddamn self-respect. What are you doing? Yeah, they really need to think about what's going on there, because especially in light of, let's be honest, and I and I don't mean this in a horrible way, Duke, but in light of what's happened again in the last few weeks in America and. You I know think the, what happens every goddamn two weeks in America. I know, I know, and 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 I'm not saying that video games influence people to do stuff like that, but it does not do us any good at all. Because as soon as one of the tabloid press gets hold of this, it's it'll just be a field day. It's been a field day, yeah, and and, and rightly so. Like I'm, you know, I don't think it's a bad thing that it's a field day because it's showing. Are, it's showing the worst part of the gaming community for what it is, which is not pretty. Oh, yeah. yeah the watched. fact that someone's even decided to do this is beyond yeah. reasoning. I can't understand what would make someone go, do you know what I'm going to make? Well, I'm going to make this. It's, 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 they want attention and they want money. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, I get and it. I, okay, look, it's better that they're doing this than actually committing a murder, but it's just like it's just pathetic. It is. It's like people who have bum fights or whatever. Like, come on, have some goddamn self-respect. And Steam, you ought to have some standards. Yeah, yeah, you should. That's my. Yeah, I'm, I'm very disappointed. Um, yep. Right. Okay. Moving on. Uh, something a bit more happier. Uh, at EGX last year, I played a demo for a game called Shape of the World. Ooh, that's the movie with the woman who has sex with the creature from the Black Lagoon, right? <laughs> nope. Uh, I see what you did there. Uh, Cold Shape of the World. It's very surreal. Uh, there's a demo being released to the general public now. It was a, a, a very successful Kickstarter. The game's coming soon. Was that the the one where you Chinny was playing in? It was like just flying around, making trees disappear. Yes, and you can yeah. like there's like walkways appear and pathways and sort of whales swimming in midair and all that kind of stuff. And it's got a beautiful sounding track. And every time you build something or change something in the world, the music changes with it. It's like Proteus, Duke. It's like Proteus, oh, but yeah. a bit a bit prettier and better mu- and nicer music. It's very. This is like or- the orb the game, basically. So if you want to do some chill. Look up Shape of Water demo, or Shape, sorry, Shape of Water, I'm saying it now. Uh, Shape of the World demo on, on the internet, on the interweb. So Google Shape of the World demo. It comes. I'm showing it on the stream. Look at it on the stream. Yeah, Shape yeah, of the World but, demo. Yeah. And it's worth a play. I really like this. I thought it was great. 
really really nice really chilled i i definitely think i could absorb myself for a good hour or two in this just to chill out it's just a, a total round is there anything else yeah well there is uh no the, like i say there's um everything you do in the game and there is like progression you, you find these like little node things and then when you activate them uh bridges appear and walkways and stuff so even though it's procedurally generated you do feel like you're making progression through the game okay I really liked it, and there's whales and stuff, and every level changes slightly when you... Uh, there you go, there's like a triangle thing that you use. Okay. It's very so. much a stew game. Yeah. It is very much a stew game. As you can see, it went through, and it's like a portal, so it's somewhere completely different now. Well, when you say completely different, it's now <laughs> it's dark blue trees that are sprouting. No, but it's, it's slightly different. Look, <laughs> I, you're going to hate this, Duke, right? And we realise that. How about this? I won't play it, and then there won't be anything for me to hate. There you go. You could play the demo. You never know. You might like it. Uh, it's a free demo. Uh, it's a free demo. Give it a go. Give it a go. Just for half an hour. Quarter of an hour. Ten minutes. Steam? No, you just it's on their own homepage, so oh, you just directly right. install it. What kind of time do you think I have? Well, it's just the same. You just <laughs> install it yourself. Uh, yeah, so give the, look, give it a whirl. People out there, try something different than fucking like usual shit that you Proteus. play. Oh wait, this is exactly like Proteus. It's nothing like Proteus. <laughs> what do you mean it's nothing like Proteus? It's, it's fucking nothing like Proteus. Like Proteus. It's it's well, it's graphically better to be fair. To be well, fair, yeah, to I'm be not fair. saying that, but it's still similar. I guess. I'm not I saying guess. it's identical, but it is similar. So whatever. Do you know that's funny? Uh, Chini's brothers in the chat saying uh, gave him a load of shit that he should have asked me to fill in. Which would have been funny because he sounds very similar to Chinny. People may not have realised for a while <laughs> that yeah. he wasn't Chinny. To be fair, he kind of is Chinny. He is Chinny. He is Chinny. Um, so that's that. So that's Shape of the World, people. I'm just going to keep saying it until people go, all right, I'll download it. Uh, Shape of the World. Uh, Atari co-founder Ted Dabney dies at 81. Oh, that's no good. Yeah, so he's died. The founder of Atari, Pong, which, let's be honest, for a lot of us of a certain age, was one of the first video game experiences we ever had. Well, yeah. So, you know, that is a sad thing, but it happens. He's 81. He's not young. You know, so, you know, he's had his time. He's had a good innings, as they say in this country. He's had a good innings. Was he? Bless him. I presume he's not been involved with the gaming industry for quite a while. I wouldn't have thought so. Wouldn't have thought I mean, so. Well, I mean, Atari switched hands a lot, didn't it? So. Yeah, I mean, in 19, look, this is where it all started. In 1972, uh, Dabney and Bushnell pivoted the success of their early arcade cabinet into a broader venture by each investing $250 in the year I was born. Now I feel even fucking older. Not only <laughs> right, have I got a CD version from the original one that I bought back in 1991. I still own that, and it still works of the orb. But now they're rubbing it in by giving me my birth year. Yeah. Fuck though. Fuck Atari. Right, moving on. Yeah, fuck you. That's a, that's uh, a tribute to the guy who just passed. <laughs> I know exactly. Fuck you for reminding me how old I am. Uh, right. Anyway, moving on. Uh, God of War sales tops five million in the first month. My God. Oh my God. That's pretty good, but it's not a patch on GTA. So you know, come back when you've sold a few more. Oh, no, you didn't. Oh, yeah, I did. I'm being horrible tonight, aren't I? I'm being horrible. But what I am, I'm going to be a bit, little bit more serious now. 
because and I know you think I'm going to be joking now, but I'm not. I'm not because other than the Atari founder, Total Biscuit has died at the age of 33. Why do I know that name? Uh, he's a YouTube reviewer. Okay. So a game critic, YouTube reviewer. Uh, yeah, he's passed away, 33 years old, man, which is really, really sad. How did really he die? Uh, bowel cancer. Aggressive form of cancer. Yeah, bowel cancer in 2014. So, yeah, so, yeah, I'm going to be a little bit more serious now because, uh, obviously, that is way before the time anybody should die. Yeah. Sadly. Okay. So, a little moment there. Uh, let's move on. Oh, no. There are women in Battlefield 5, people. Ah, no. There should never be any women anywhere. Ah, ah, ah no. And they're even on the posters. Oh, no. God. First it was and a lot of people, now it's women. What's the world coming to? And a lot of people are very upset. Of course they are. Because... They're not sexist. Because this person on Twitter said, if all the men in this game aren't back home working in factories, I'm going to be pissed. Go all the way, you pussies. That's what one person said. Because fuck historical accuracy, gotta have a female on the front line of World War II multiplayer first person shoot because reasons... Um, I mean, all and these people who go on about historical accuracy, when they get the game, when they die, that's be the complete end of the game. And no, no respawns. Yeah, so exactly. Like that. There exactly. was a person on Twitter who I retweeted. Her uh, username is at BloodyFasterTV. She wrote this: My grandma fought in World War II. She was drafted when she was 15. She had shrapnel in her thigh until the day she died. She was tougher than all the sexist crybabies complaining about the Battlefield 5 cover combined. She was part of the partisan resistance against the Germans and Italians who invaded Greece. If you were strong enough to carry a gun, you were drafted and sent to the mountains to fight. And that's what happened to my grandma and many other girls. Educate yourselves. So, you know what? You can suck it, people who are like, hey, yeah, right suck old bub. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, frig me. We're in 2018, for God's sake. What is up with people? I mean, I understand the, the the complaint that, you know, okay, look, we don't want to be pandering in terms of putting people out there just for the sake of diversity in a game. You know, if you had uh, a black general in charge of the entire Union Army in World War, in the U.S. Civil War, that would not make sense because that didn't happen. Well, but, it's, a, it's a little similar to what Chini said about uh, Call of Duty, isn't it? Right. But... There is a lot of history out there that people don't know about, so it sounds like they're tapping into this. They didn't take shorts when it came to the African-American soldiers in World War One for Battlefield One. so what are they complaining about? The thing is, I mean, they talk about, uh, a lot of them seem to be talking about saying, yeah, but 99.9% of all of the soldiers were men, so it should be, like, more about that. And you're just thinking, but, yeah, but that that's what makes this more interesting. It's yes, different yeah. from all of the other stuff. Right. So it's it's interesting to see. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, moving on, there is other news. Look, it's all news this week. Lots of news. Uh, PS5 still three years away, says PlayStation boss. Yeah. Did you know this? Five, three more years to wait. Although he has said uh, that it's the PS4 is in its final death throes. You know, it's. I don't think he year. quite said it like that. He did. That's exactly what he said. He said, he said the was, PS4 is fucked. I think he said it was uh, reaching the final said, part of its life cycle. He said, fuck that fucking pro. You might as well chuck it in the bin now because it's shit. <laughs> That's what he, I say. That was his quote. It's here. I've just read it from the, from the article I'm looking at. 
Uh, but no, what he actually did say to the Wall Street Journal, of all places, you know, like we're going up in the world, he said this, We will use the next three years to prepare the next step to crouch down so we can jump higher in the future. There you go. That's exactly what he said. And he said it exactly like that. That's just what he sounds like. So there you go. Good on you, PlayStation. Summit's coming soon. Uh, right, let's carry on. Oh, yeah, Yakuza 3, 4, and 5 remastered are coming for the PlayStation 4, baby. Oh, yes. It's good. We need more Yakuza. Because if you haven't had enough Yakuza, man, you're not going to be short of it for a long, 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 long time. Um, means, means the entire series is now available, well, will now be available on the PS4 on one console. That's it. Pretty cool. You'll have everything. Everything in. Uh, Famitsu reports that the games will basically be the same as the originals, but run at a crisp 60 frames a second and look kick-ass at 1080p. Uh, the first of the three, Yakuza 3, uh, will be out on August the 8th in Japan this year. Yeah, there's so no Western release for, announced from it. It's yeah. going to be interesting to see, because uh, when Yakuza 3 came out in, in the West originally, um, they sort of changed a bunch of things to make it more localised. I remember this, because I did play this, obviously. So they took out some of the weirder elements like pachinko and all that kind of shit. Yeah, but that all that stuff's been in the more recent games anyway, so that won't make a well, lot of difference. Some of them, some of the more recent ones, not the most recent one. No, true, true enough. True Put enough. a lot out of that. Yeah. You know what? Next time we need a guest host, I'm picking someone who doesn't like Yakuza. Aye, <laughs> man. Uh... Oh, wait. Two more articles, two more articles to go, and then we're done. Uh, Left 4 Dead inspired co-op shooter Earthfall launches this July. Oh yeah. Huh? So yeah, I was I was interested because I was like, oh yeah, Left 4 Dead, I like that game. Nothing's really matched up to anywhere near that since that game came out. So it'd be nice to see something that does. Uh, but anyway, this is it. Earthfall. Earth. <laughs> Try that again in English. Earthfall, the sci-fi co-op shooter from Spark, has been given the July 13th release date. Earthfall first launched on scene through early access just over a year ago, uh, but it's now ready to hit the 1.0, baby. Oi. Uh, not only that, the game is coming to PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, this all happens on July 13th. Spark is bringing the game to retail with the help of Gearbox Publishing, people. Uh, the box copy is priced at $39.99, and well, guess what, people? £39.99. It's the exact same exchange rate. Who knew? Nice. Um, I know. Who knew? And comes with an exclusive biohazard suits and weapon skins. The standard edition will be at $29.99. Rob, can you guess what the poundage is? $29.99. How did you know? The same oh. price will be applied to the Steam version at launch and an increase from just $15. Earth uh, lets you take control of one of four distinct characters fighting against an alien invasion. On top of 3D printed weapons, you'll also be making use of turrets and barricades to fend off against the hordes. Uh, the game has 10 missions across two campaigns. It's very much inspired by Left 4 Dead in its mission structure. Take a look at the trailer below. No, we won't. Thank you very much. Uh, but you know, it sounds all right. It sounds interesting. And some Xbox news, people. For those Xbox players out there, don't worry. Halo 6 is coming. See, everyone just fucking dropped the mic at that announcement. Someone dropped the call. Um... <laughs> uh, uh, following the announcement from Halo Fireteam Raven, a cool-looking Halo arcade, some fans wondered if Microsoft's efforts on that game uh, took away from resources for the next... Oh, Duke has gone. He's recording, too. Yeah, Where is he's he gone? Said, he's lo- said he's lost the whole audio, but he's going to have to take it from the stream. Oh, my God. 
He's, he's actually disappeared. Luckily, I'm well, doing a recording well, as well, so that's okay. Well, the, the, the stream has just dropped now as well, so uh, I don't know if you want to pause talking. No, let's just carry on. Fuck it. I'll bring <laughs> him back in when he's ready. Uh, because I'm still recording, so it makes no odds. Uh, yeah, fans wondered if Microsoft's efforts on that game took away resources from the next core Halo game. Now Halo community manager Brian Jarrod has spoken to confirm that Fireteam Raven has zero impact on the team inside 343 Industries working on Halo 6, or whatever it ends up being called. Uh, Gerard clarified that Fireteam Raven is being made by arcade companies, raw thrills and play mechanics, and while 343 is creatively involved in the process, the actual work sounds like it's being done almost completely outside of 343. Uh, just like Halo books and toys aren't being created instead of the next Halo game, Gerard said. Plenty go around, he said on the next. Uh, uh, that is aware that Halo fans are thirsting for more information on the next real Halo game. Jared uh, said he's perplexed by the blind outrage some Halo fans are expressing over Fireteam Raven. So there you go. Uh, and that's it for the news. Well, let's see if we can get Duke back in. I'll try. He's not. He's not even come up. Give me a call. So I don't know whether he's dropped offline altogether. His, has he? His Mac crashed apparently. Well, fuck me. Uh, we'll carry on though. We can carry on regardless because <laughs> that's what we fucking do. Duke or no Duke, he may not even come back at all because his Mac's fucking given up the ghost. Anything uh, to avoid doing is some editing. I know, so. I know. That's what it is, man. That's what it is. Yeah, no fucking editing. What are you talking? It's live, man. The show go- must go on. The show must go on. Right, let's do some emails. There's no jingles or emails. Get your emails. Uh, we're reading some emails. There you go. Actually, I'll leave that presumably, it actually isn't live right now since the stream dropped. Yeah, but that doesn't matter because the recorded version, people will get out. Look, I really don't care. Uh, we'll st- <laughs> it's all good. Uh, look, the show goes on. I've got to go to bed at some point, and I'm, sh- I'm sure you do. Uh, here we go. First email is from Luke W. Luke W. And it's a monster, and it's like well, the biggest paragraph I've ever seen in my life. But that may be just how it... Uh, formats it on the website so it may not be him he may just have formatted it in that way anyway he says this he says hey veterans that's just you right now i know and you though you can join in it's fine i'm an honorary veteran of course you are well you're on the show you're an honorary veteran oh yeah no it's cute it's cute anyway hey veterans hey hey there you go i like it uh, really enjoying the podcast. I'm writing to comment on the state of decay chat from the last episode. Uh, I've been really digging deep into this game for about 20 hours, and I've got to say the game has grabbed me by the balls. Uh, I didn't think I'd enjoy it, as I think zombie games are way overdone. And I was pleasantly surprised. I'm loving the management system and leveling of your community and builds. You get really attached to the characters due to if they die, that's the end for them. That's what they need to do in Battlefield. We are just talking about that. Uh, the world is really engrossing with details as you can go into any building, pick up as many and store any items that you want. I definitely advise that you guys give it a go. If you can, especially Chinny. As you have an Xbox and can pay a little about the amount of one month of Game Pass. And if you don't enjoy it, you have over 99 other games to check out. Anyway, love the game. I also have a question. I've been really diving deep into the online gaming at the moment, and with COD releasing a new game that's purely online, 
It made me think of my first experience with online gaming, which was the original Xbox, Halo 2. Uh, it was such a huge step in the gaming, and apart from the amount of people online making fun of each other's mums and such like, and not being able to have your own private group chat, it opened so much opportunity and amazing things happened. What was your first experience of online gaming, and how did it make you feel, Rob? Um, well, I... I remember getting a PC relatively early on in the sort of online gaming. At the, at the time, the, the well, that was, so it was the first time I had the internet in my house. Um, and then the the only games I had that I could play on the internet were Delta Force 2 and uh, Half-Life, the original right. Half-Life. Yeah, yeah, which is cool. Well, yeah, but they were both Deathmatch, which I was, wasn't overly keen on. Um and then I discovered that, because um, I didn't realise until a mate pointed out that Counter-Strike, because when it went on the, the Half-Life servers, everyone was playing Counter-Strike. Um, and then I discovered that that was actually free. It was a mod. So I downloaded that, and then that, so that was my main thing. I played a lot of Counter-Strike. What the what? Duke is back! I know! Don't worry, Duke, I... we just carried on without you, so I'm <laughs> going to have to use my recording this week, so who cares? Oh, you were recording. Yeah, yeah, I always record. Thank God. Thank God for that. We just carried on. We've read two emails and finished the news while you've been gone. Oh, thank goodness. Thank goodness. Uh, yeah, sorry, carry on, Rob. He's just rudely interrupted you. You keep on going, mate. I was pretty much it. Was, yeah, my, my sort of introduction to online gaming was probably Counter-Strike properly. And there I spent go. quite a lot of hours on that. Cool. Yeah, counts right. Right, Duke, we're, we've been asked a question in the last email, which is, what was your first... Okay. Uh, Shane, before I was rudely interrupted. Uh, what was your first experience with online gaming, and how did it make you feel? I think... Well, the first one I can remember... I mean, I played Marathon back in the day in, like, a Mac lab, but it wasn't really online. That wasn't over the internet. I think I might have played Spectre, which was this old, old polygon tank game i don't know if i actually played that online i did have there was an online bbs i don't know if anybody here you remember bbs's Stu? did y'all have bbs's over there no i don't even know it what that is like a mud but it was more casual than that so whatever anyway i played a little bit of that it, it weren't really games it was just sort of a social experience but the first one i can really remember playing a lot was star wars battlefront 2 like the original one back in the day that game was wicked and it made me feel very happy because, I don't know, it was just nice to play against other humans. It, yeah, I got to know some people, and in fact, one of them lived in Madison, so we met up a few times and hung out. And then I looked up another one of them when I was down in Florida because he lived kind of near where my mom lived. So that was kind of cool. But really, it was just neat to you know get to know a group of people. Yeah, and I think that's what's cool. And uh, I look, I tell the story about table, you know, Rockstar does table tennis. But there is another story connected to my very early days of online gaming because I didn't really game online until I got an Xbox. And then, as we all know, I thought it was amazing. Uh, but I met, I met a guy playing the original Gears of War. You know where you, you could leave it open for people to join. Yeah. Uh, in co-op. Which, to myself, was amazing. And whilst I was playing in co-op, an American guy called HSK Hero Reborn 
joined me in co-op to help me, you know, get through the level, show me where all the dog tags were and all that kind of cool stuff, or the cog tags, as they're called in Gears of War. Uh, so yeah, he showed me where a load of those were. We had a really good chat. He told me about the podcast he was on, uh, and that's how I became a podcaster. So had I not been playing that game on that day and left it open, I may never have done any of this and wouldn't have known you for the last ten years, which is kind of crazy when you think that's about right. it. Right, that would be yeah. crazy. Do you know what I mean? And that that is kind of cool and interesting. So there's a cool and interesting story about. Cool. My very early online gaming. Yeah. Just looking up Counter-Strike, because thinking about it, it came, well, it was officially released apparently in 2000. Are you going to make me feel old again? <laughs> is that what this is all about? Is this what you're doing right here, right now? It's, no, it's just the fact that, that it's still going. I mean, it's, I mean, obviously they've kind of updated it as I've gone, but it's still basically... So what you're saying is, game. a game that came out 16 years ago to make me feel old, is that what you're saying? 18 years Fucking hell. You're just trying to make me feel old now, aren't you? You're trying to make me feel older because I can't even fucking work out how long ago it was. We don't really have to try that hard, to be fair. Shut up. <laughs> right, anyway. Ding. <laughs> Ding. Right, moving on. But thanks very much for that. Uh, by the way, you did say, um, uh, keep up the great work. Looking forward to listening to the podcast. Je suis undead caber. So thank you very much for that. Uh, it's very cool of you. Uh, right, the next email tonight is from Derek Sands. Daleks, Daleks, uh, and he says this: uh, virtual reality insanity. Okay, that's what he says. Uh, hello, veteran gamers. This week's email concerns two things dear to your hearts: PlayStation VR and CEX, Christ. which is better known or lesser known as Computer Exchange. Yes, that's what it's called. Uh, I now have a CEX credit. Of 116 of the Queen's Pounds. Uh, and I'm sorely tempted to buy a PSVR setup which has tumbled in price to 160 pounds unboxed. Uh, the maths wizards among you will have calculated that I still have 44 pounds to obtain for said PSVR. So, veteran gamers, as someone who has already had a fairly large collection of standard games, should I become virtualized or should I use my CEX credit for something else? Something else. Yeah, Probably. what would you tell? What though? What should he get? Uh, anything okay. other than VR. What you should? I'll tell you what you should get. Go in and go, excuse me, I'd like an iPod from the year 2010 with a 256 gigabyte memory because they were the best ones. Can I have one of those, please? Could I ask him if they could use some of the credit to buy some air freshener? Yes, <laughs> yeah. air freshener. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Or he could say, because he accept Bitcoin, can I change that money into a Bitcoin, please? Because oh, I've heard they're worth a lot of cash. Next year. Bitcoin. Uh, anyway, he signs off really virtually uncertain, Derek. So there you go, Derek. We all say, no, don't do it. Buy something else. Buy something else. And I've had one. I had one. And I gave mine back to CEX. Talk about it. I made a 30 quid profit, so it's all good. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. When everybody wanted one, and then they went, oh, what happened? Why have I got one of these plastic things? Uh, final email today is from Lewis. And he says this. Uh, hello, veterans. I don't know why I'm doing a stupid accent like that. Let's just do it as numb. <laughs> as always, I hope you've had a great week. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the after mode is finally here, so I can play a few games. Mainly Golf Story recently. I'm really up to the bird island, not saying the name in case you say spoilers. Uh, plus some GTA on the side. Remember that Barger game I mentioned a couple of months ago? Well, today I started the three hour long race. I'm not doing it in one of just our small stints for about 15 minutes. I watched Baby Driver this week. It's a good film, actually. Very good. Have you both seen Baby Driver? Oh, yeah, I quite like that. Yeah, it's good. We watched uh, A Quiet Place this week, by the way. That's very good. I would like to see that. It's good. I feel like that must have been quite hard for you. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it had to be really quiet in the freaking cinema. I'll tell you, that's <laughs> the weirdest film to watch at the pictures because you can hear every noise that people are making. It's just weird. Well, yeah. It's a very odd. Yeah, I think that's better watched at home. It's a very, very odd experience in the pictures to watch that film. Uh, anyway, he carries on. But I ended up watching it on the Xbox. Why wow, DVD plays so loud? No, it's the Xbox that's loud. Big giant fan. That's what that problem is. Uh, mine sounds like someone using a road drill next to me, uh, while someone else is using a leaf blower. I have a song request this week. Go on YouTube and type in "Africa Shitty Flute." Oh, I've heard that. That's pretty funny. I'm sure you'll love it. Uh, got a new hi-fi. And wow, a stew never sounded so clear. Hi-fi. You know what? This guy's still at school, but he's using a word that I used. Twi- oh, fuck me. Now he's making me feel old. Oh. Here it is. Okay, let's hear it. Uh. <laughs> That's brilliant. Well, I'm sure, there you go. I'm sure what with that and with Stu's impression, I'm sure he's really c- pleased with his clear hi-fi now. Seven hundred. Yeah, well, let's let's get to it. Whoa, 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 whoa. We haven't got to the punchline. Wait, wait for it. Oh, there's more. And why was Stu never sounded so clear? Unfortunately. Ah. See what he did there. I see what you did there. I was going to apologise for doing the little Cockney boy voice, <laughs> but I'm not going to anymore. Uh, so now it's time for to I don't know what it is so now it's time to ask this week's big question Uh, we're scraping the bottom of the barrel a bit with the question over the past couple of weeks this week's no exception here we go Uh, what developer do you think has put the most consistently bad games over the last few years or the last few years or last however many years you want to think about Uh, Duke's not allowed to say David Cage or whoever it was who made Heavy Rain David Cage. Uh, and there you go. So who do you think has put out the most consistently bad games over the Suda years? One. Uh, uh, what? Suda51. Uh, what did you... Um, uh, sorry? What did you just say? Suda51. Yeah, still not hearing you. Yeah, sorry. No idea what you just said there. Uh, I don't know. Constantly bad games. You see, I try to avoid bad games. Uh, no, you play a lot of bad games. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I just play games you don't particularly like. That doesn't make them bad. They're bad. It doesn't make them bad. Sure it does. It doesn't. Uh, no, it doesn't. Yes, it does. It, no, it doesn't. Are we going to do this all day? Why don't we move on? Yes, we can. Christ. Look, did you pay for an argument or a contradiction? Ah. Uh. Ah. Uh. Uh, I don't know. Um, David Cage hypes. Peter Molyneux was a great hyper of games that then turned out to be a bit shit. Uh, but he's not done anything for a while. But David Cage sort of lands in that category a little bit. I think he thinks he's way better than he is. 
Uh, and that's David Cage's big issue. Uh, but we're not allowed to say David Cage, so I'll say Peter Molyneux. In recent years, did some good stuff early, but in recent times, not so much. Not so much. Anything from you, Rob? Any developer that you feel um, overhyped? My immediate thought was Gearbox. Yeah, but they, they sort of half redeem themselves, don't they? Well, I mean... Basically, you know, Borderlands. Borderlands was pretty good. Yeah, it's like with the exception of Borderlands, it didn't doesn't feel like they were able to do anything good. Yeah, you're right. It was all pretty shit. I mean, I think that 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 hero shooter that they released wasn't supposed to necessarily be that bad. It just didn't do very well. But yeah, yeah all, I mean, obviously they did, they did Aliens, Colonial Marines, and they did Duke Nukem. New Duke Nukem. That game was terrible. I mean, it made me want to vomit when I played that game. I mean, it was that all, bad. There's all kinds of really shitty ones on on Steam, like companies like Digital. Yeah, Outside but I mean, I, I'd be thinking more mainstream developers that try to do good games and then don't. I mean, if it, if it was a personal thing, I'd be tempted to say someone like EA, just because I basically have very little interest in pretty much everything that they produce yeah but but the games they make people love like fifa people love fifa oh yeah no, people in america people, love yeah, madden they're not people love battlefield you know people love that stuff right uh and that's it for emails um oh no wait a minute there is a bit more there is a bit more i nearly finished sir right you ready for the end of this email yes let's do this uh there you go for another mediocre question for you. May change it up a bit next week. Anyway, that's all from me. So bye for now. Lewis. There you go. Oh, boy. Thank you. Oh, boy. Uh, thank you, Lewis. Uh, as always, keep them coming, man. We do love the emails, so keep them coming. Uh, and that's it, because Gingerball sent to SpeakPad, but it's answers to a quiz that he sent to Mike. So that's not happening. Ah. So don't play the speedy web. Don't play the speak pipe. Don't play it because it's answers to quiz that I sent Chinny. Don't play it. I don't know why I'm being a bit crazy this week, but I just don't know. Anyway, that's it. We need to do some shout outs and get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So Rob, as the guest. Shout out. Hey. Jingle. Uh, Rob, as the guest, you go first. Let's hear it. I'll uh, shout out Max for not never crashing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, it was my fault. I was trying to do too much with it, and it's pretty hot. So, aye, uh, um, Chinny, uh, we, we miss him. Obviously, we do. Otherwise, you wouldn't have had to suffer with me. Yeah, but let's be honest, right? We've lost Chinny, but got someone far and infinitely more sensible. Oh, sensible, <laughs> possibly sensible, but considerably less interesting. <laughs> Yeah, infinitely more sensible. Oh, Lewis is listening live. I forgot that because he's obviously on half term, isn't he? So, hi, Lewis in the chat. Bad games. Ding. Yeah, whatever. It's all good. I don't care. Look, Lewis, download Shape of the World. Give it a go. Try something different. To be fair, you didn't like most of the games you played this week, so he's kind of true. No, that's true. That's true. No, I'll admit when I think a game is shit. And I'll, I should probably shout out the boss wave boys as well. Yeah, no, you should definitely do that. We had Seth back on again this week. Did you? Now, yeah, I've downloaded this week. I haven't listened yet. 
Self-downloaded. So was he arguing, as always, disagreeing oh, with yeah, everybody? Yeah. Actually, he, he agreed with me on a few things, which it very rarely happens. Wow, that's interesting. What's happened? Did he hit his head or something? <laughs> I don't know. He, ma- he mainly came on because he wanted to talk about Rage too, because he's one of the few people who really liked Rage. Oh, yeah, Rage. I have got some of that bollocks E3, what's going to be the bollocks, but who gives a shit? We'll get to that when it happens. Mm. Right. We don't do predictions. Who cares? Uh, right. Is that it? You done? Uh, yep. Over to you, Duke. Yeah, I will shout out uh, GH Rocker because we're going to play some uh, Rocket League soon. And uh, Black Eyed Boy gave me Prismata, and I had forgotten about that. So thank you for that, Black Eyed Boy. And um, mm, everybody listening, thank you, Rob, for coming on. And uh, mm, there's probably other things, but I can't think of them now. So thanks to everybody. It'll be fine. Uh, I'm going to do a weird shout out, right? Because the person I'm going to shout out never listens to the show. He's very unlikely to ever listen to the show, so it's a pretty pointless shout out. But I'm going to Chitty. do it all the same. No, yeah. I didn't. I didn't say I was going to shout out a knob. <laughs> so no, I'm going to shout out my mate Steve, who for the last two weeks has given up a full weekend last weekend, given up a Sunday for twelve hours today to help me with my giant dick. Uh, he's worked, I mean, together we've worked like troopers, you know, we have accomplished so much in two weeks, I can't even begin to tell you. Yeah. So, yeah, massive shout out to him, he's been amazing, he's a grafter, he's dug holes like I've never seen people dig holes before, I mean, this guy digs holes like he's eating a sandwich. Chop, chop, you know? dig, dig, chop, chop, dig. Yeah, really good. Does he uh, dig and holes that's like it. he's trying chop, to escape chop, from someone constantly? Does he dig holes like he's trying to escape from someone trying to constantly say? making dick jokes? Possibly. We did do a few dick jokes there, that's true. But you made one yourself, uh, Rob, so you can't say anything. You made a joke about weeds growing on your dick. One. It doesn't matter. <laughs> he made the joke. It's happened. Oh, he knows how to make a joke in the... Look, you, you, you Duke, are allowed to... Dick, dick, you, Duke, dick. Are... You, Duke, are allowed to criticise because you haven't made a dick joke. Whatever. Whereas Rob has made a dick joke. So he's no criticism allowed from Rob, Whatever. I'm afraid. Uh, so, yeah, that's it. So, huge, massive shout out to Steve. He's been a fucking trooper, you know, and he's coming again this week to help. So, he must Good be mental. Man. Mental. But, yeah, massive shout out to him. Oh, and I also uh, shout out Filthy because he gave me this awesome um, thread about somebody who went looking for the. Uh, Guinness record world record attempt at the tallest stack of waffles. That was a great thread. Thank you, Phil. Olson. Tallest stack of waffles. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Oh, and I mustn't forget, there is someone else I need to shout out. Rob, of course. Of course. I already Let's shouted give him Rob. Out. Well, I'm giving him another one. Yeah. So, yeah, big shout out to you, Rob, for agreeing to fill in uh, uh, in the very small shoes of Chinny. Um, You've got at least two of us as uh, sound clips now. I know. Weird. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, it's my, uh, my pleasure. Yeah, no, thank you, mate. It's always a pleasure for you to come on, and I'll be seeing you not that long from now, really. It'll soon come around September, man. Oh, yeah. And oh, we'll be. I'm not actually going to be at EGX this year. What is oh, the matter no. with you? For what? You and Chinny missing? What the hell? Oh, what the funk is going on? Wandering around by himself. I know, to just be me and and Chris. Yeah. Yeah, Chris is there on the Friday, I think. 
You know, last year, actually, we didn't mention, but last year, Chris pitched a tent in the actual EGX arena. He just pitched <laughs> one up there on the on the cosplay stage. He just did it. <laughs> you know, well, got in there. Uh, made... some, some of the outfits those cosplayers wear, I can understand it. Yeah, made a little fire on the stage. People were going mental. They were like, what are you doing? Get the tent off here. You can't camp out here. And he's like, what do you mean? I've got my lamp and everything. I'm not camping Bless out. Him. I'm playing Skyrim with that awesome. Yeah, what's the matter with you? Yeah. Bless him. Um, so, yeah, it'll just be me and Chris, I guess, and Antonio's possibly going to be there, I hope. Yeah, I think uh, so. I th- and a few other people. I think Pilch is giving him this. I can't remember. He, uh, he hadn't totally decided. Right, so, might, so it might be a smaller group this year. Maybe we'll meet new people. You know, yeah. it's always cool to meet new people. So, yeah. Uh, if you've not been to EGX before and you're going this year... Come and say hello. We like we like saying hello to people, especially new ones. Um, and I think that's it. Is that it? Are we done? Is everyone done a shout out? We all done? Are we finished off? Chinny's not here, so we don't have to worry about him. Chinny's not here, so I can play this. Play it. The end of the show. You fucking prince. Turn the podcast off. Oh wait, you don't need to do that because it'll turn off when it ends. Why don't you listen to another podcast, you ungrateful fuckers? Welcome to the flower shop. There you go. Uh, can I just apologise as well to the listeners for the amount of time they had to listen to me talk tonight? <laughs> well, we. So, yeah. I'm sorry. I just have just, to apologise, but it was just tonight. It was just. Yeah, exactly. Shut up. <laughs> uh, it was just easier for the news because I just had all the links rather than mess around sticking them all in the show notes and all that faff. And then Duke disappeared anyway, so you know. Yeah, it's happened a good job. I just didn't want to listen to. I mean, my computer crashed. That's what it was. Oh, exactly. Yeah, he was like, "Oh, my computer's crashed." Not really. I just, tu- I just pressed the button and turned it off. And it's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hard reset, baby. Yeah. I'm trying to remember because I mean, you've now got an outdoor cinema yep. going on. Um, do you I even have. have a HD TV, um, Duke? Uh, I have an HD TV, not a 4K. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't. You, when did you get your HD TV? Uh, it was quite a few years ago. Yeah. So it's not. It's not. It's, did it's you not go a few years? Did you go big screen in the end? Or? No. We have this cabinet, so we had to get a TV that would fit in the cabinet, so we could close the doors and we could go. <laughs> Come on. How many inches, Duke? Come on. It's like twenty-eight, I think, something like that. Jesus! How do you play games on that? I don't. It's a good <laughs> job. Because that's barely I, bigger than your monitor. <laughs> well, my monitor's about the same size. That's what I mean. So who cares? I don't need a big screen. I I'd be just fine. Look, I'm old. I'd be squinting. <laughs> I can't see the screen. Where is it? Is that what's that postage stamp in my cabinet? <laughs> uh, yeah, my outdoor cinema screen is about a hundred inches. So it's it's gonna be pretty big. It's gonna be pretty big. And I've got a really cool pizza oven as well called an Uni Three. So I've got that for outdoors. 
So yeah, we were cooking pizzas, having cinemas, people round, beers, chilling. I just don't fun. understand why the what's the big deal about cooking a pizza in your kitchen and then bringing it out. No, 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 no. I have an actual, it's an actual pizza oven that goes in the garden. I know, but I don't understand why you need that. To cook pizzas. Oh, Christ. Did you lose Domino's number? <laughs> yeah, really. Why? When they taste about a million times better than Domino's. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I've got a, I've so perfected... more effort. Not really. I've perfected my dough now. Ah. I use a slow fermentation method that takes three days. Yeah, that doesn't require... I'll tell you what, this is a perfect... It doesn't. You literally make it, put it in the bottom of your fridge for three days and forget about it. Just for three days. What you're saying right now is very boring. (laughs) It's it's true. It's the best way to make pizza. There's no going back, I'm telling you. It's nasty. What is this? Oh, it's been sitting in my fridge for three days. It's fermenting. Fermenting. It's fermented. The ultimate in laziness is the point where I realized I was like, when I had um, using a smartphone and realized I could just do the Domino's app. And so I was sat on my sofa doing that and thinking, oh, at some point I'm actually going to have to stand up and walk over and pick up my wallet to figure out my bank card number. Now, yeah. And and then get to the end and it says, PayPal. Fucking great. I don't even have to stand up. (laughs) Yeah. The other, just to say, the other good thing about making homemade pizzas at home is they're a a whole lot healthier than Domino's or anywhere else where you get a takeaway pizza. That's that's true about anything you eat. I had a tub of lard for dinner. Well, that's healthier than Domino's. (laughs) No, but you can make your pizza base a lot thinner. You can put less cheese on. You know, there's loads of ways that you can make it a lot lower calorie than what you'll get from Domino's. So it still tastes just as good. Lower calorie than Domino's. It's true. It's true. But yeah, I've not tried it out yet, but it takes a minute to cook a pizza. So literally one minute and there's a pizza ready to eat. A minute, but I want it now. It was on The Simpsons <laughs> when Mo got his flash fryer. It can flash fry a buffalo in 32 seconds. Oh, I want it now. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and that's it. We've got to go, haven't we, yeah. people? Because I've got to go to bed. Rob's got to go to bed and Duke's got nothing to do. That's right. Woo! No paper. Oh, yeah. And Chinny, we don't even know what Chinny's doing, by the way. I have no idea what he's Lying up to. Lying face down in a gutter, bleeding out. No, that's that's in a couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. When we're in Amsterdam, and I can't wait. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a bit crazy, isn't it? She's uh, somewhere. I'm too old for this. <laughs> uh... <laughs> oh, why are you taking me here? What's happening to me? My eyes have I've gone blind. Um, exactly yeah. what you have in mind, but you, whatever. I have no idea, mate. I really have no idea what's going to happen. I just don't know how the going blind thing happens. I don't know. You, you never know. Smoke that kind Some... of cannabis that makes you go blind. Who said anything about smoking cannabis? Well, you're going to be all that, what all that stuff to... we're looking at. Playing with dog Who knows shit. What? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, rubbing dog shit in my eyes. That would definitely make me go blind. Because that's what Amsterdam's known for. All right. Have a good evening. <laughs> it's lots of dogs. Yep. See you. <laughs> See you. Night, fellas.